hosting today's broadcast from the lands of the Karingai people. We acknowledge the traditional custodians of country and recognise their continuing connection to land, waters and culture. We pay our respects to their elders past, present and emerging. HQ. We're all locked and loaded now. With the latest news. Stand by for a start. Form analysis and markets. Plus interviews with the key jockeys and trainers on today's Thoroughbred Racing. And the gates are back. Racing HQ. On Sky Sports Radio and Sky Racing. In association with Racing New South Wales. And the Australian Turf Club. This is Racing HQ. Good morning. Great to have you with us. Welcome to Racing HQ Saturday, the 11th of February, 2023. It's English Millennium Day. Uh, and it's a beautiful day in Sydney. I'm driving up to French's Forest this morning, just beautiful clear skies, nice warm morning and, uh, and a great race day coming up. I know it's the Millennium's the big race for the two-year-olds, but what about some of the big guns stepping out? Uh, the return of Animo uh, in an Apollo Stakes in secret back in uh, the Light Fingers. Good sprinters there in the Southern Cross. It's a belter of a day at Ramwick today. If you've been umming and ahhing about going to the races, uh, I urge you to try and get there today because that is a terrific program of racing. And we'll break it down over the next four to five hours or so. Different interviews, different angles, uh, ways of looking at this program uh, to try and find you a winner for today. So it's all about Ramwick. We'll get to uh, we'll get to Michael Wood in the next minute or two. Uh, Sandown, CFO Stakes Day. You talk about time-honoured races, the CFO Stakes, uh, a great program of racing out of Sandown this morning as well. We'll, uh, well today we'll have a chat with... Um, uh, our foreman there this morning, Mark Hunter, of course. Uh, so Mark will have done the form for Sandown, uh, CFO Stakes Day. The two-year-olds out in force as well, those blue diamond horses amongst others. So keen to get stuck into the Melbourne program today as well. So we'll go around the grounds for the tracks uh, shortly. Of course, we can't forget that tomorrow, Tun Curry, Foster Tun Curry. Uh, Tun Curry has their big race day, uh, the Mid-North Coast uh, Racing Association uh, Country Championship there at Tun Curry. It's Terry Evans will tell you. It's paradise up that way. It's a great spot. And uh, they will have the honour tomorrow, Tun Curry, of leading off these... Um these uh, qualifiers, I suppose, and uh, country championship races right around country New South Wales. They are on, and uh, they all lead to the final at Ramwick, the big $500,000 final over the championships. Brody Nixon uh, not with us this morning, but he's, uh, he's picked out a couple of trial horses that I'll pass on to you. Sue Grills is there for a chat this morning before 7 o'clock. She has Mr Severino in today's Highway. Brett Devine, of course, all things happening at the Turf Club there uh, around 7 o'clock. Ron Duffersey uh, will have a chat with Nathan Doyle. Yvonne Sampson, she is a pink bonus ambassador, Vonnie. And we'll have a chat with Yvonne uh, around about a quarter past 7 to find out about her role. And she loves her racing, Yvonne. So does her other half, Chris. They love their racing. So we'll check in with uh, Yvonne uh, between 7 and 8. Bryce Hayes. Whoa. Going great guns, Bryce. Kieran Ma, Paul Snowden and Chris Waller is on my rundown at around about 20 minutes to eight. So uh, that's a, a solid hour for Duff, of course. Um, Brad Gray joins uh, Duff for the Sydney Forum after eight o'clock. You can call the search party off. Glenn Munsey is back in the building and uh, he'll be with us as well after eight o'clock for the Sydney Preview. Melbourne Forum, Michael Maxworthy with Queensland. Gary Harley's done the Newcastle Forum. And behind the gates... 
We'll have uh, Darren Flindell, Brad Davis and Hurls. We we landed our Behind the Gates multi last week. It was a, probably a short enough price, but there was just a confidence builder just to get back into it. It had been a pretty lean run, so we'll have a throw at the stumps once again. Let's go to Ranwick again. A funny old week in Sydney. Challenging, uh, challenging enough for the track team at Ranwick on a couple of occasions. Michael's there for a chat. G'day, Michael. G'day, Richard. How are you? Good, thank you. For those that haven't been in Sydney this week, uh, tell us about what you've had to deal with. Yeah, as you say, a little bit challenging. Uh, it was warm there towards the, the start of the week, but there was always some rain forecast. So um, knowing that, you know, we backed off the, the irrigation there on Sunday and, and sort of let the track dry out. So um, had the storms come through on, uh, on Wednesday evening and then again on Thursday afternoon and uh, received 56 and a half millimetres in those storms so track was able to cater for it quite well um and we're on a good four this morning so uh yeah quite pleasing pretty wild there on a couple of occasions too yeah certainly um you know some of our our wind readings were right up there and had a bit of damage around the place and rails coming down and things but um you know as always the boys went straight to it and got the job done um so yeah challenging week but uh but in the end, we're, we've woken up to a beautiful morning today. Um, track's in great order, and I think we're in for a big day. Okay. We had a, a gallop across there as yet? Yeah, yeah we did. Uh, Kerry McAvoy rode the gallop. Look, he said that there was still plenty of moisture in it, um, and really it would sort of come down to where our peno sat and, and how, the fit, how the track felt and um, the damage that they inflicted on the track, and, and that's what's put us in that good full range. We do have a forecast of about 31 degrees today, so... Mm. We'll see the track continue to improve, but um, I don't see us getting to a good three. Okay. Any breeze to talk of or just a nice calm morning? And uh, It's a calm morning. It's supposed to increase from the northeast uh, through the afternoon, but um, so it might be a slight headwind through the day, uh, but it shouldn't be too um, too impacting. Okay. Carnival's here, Michael. Are you, you ready? Are the team ready? It's, uh, is, is the track where you wanted at this stage of the carnival? Yeah, it is. Um, you know, we have had some luck with the weather. It sort of rained when we wanted it to, and it's continued to dry out. So, as I said last week, if we can we continue on it sort of this vein and you don't inflict too much damage, you, you definitely come out with a better track in, during the carnival time. So um, I'm sure that'll be the case again today, and we'll be onwards and upwards from there. Good man. Good chat. See you at the races a little later on. Thank you. Thanks, Rich. I just wanted to wish you all the best too, mate. <laughs> um, last time I'll probably chat to you on a set day. So, uh, yeah, wish you all the best, mate. You, you've done a great job stepping into that role. So. Um, best of luck. Good man. Thank you. I'll see you soon. Thanks. Thanks, mate. Uh, Michael Wood, yeah, no, it's um, uh, still one uh, one week to go to this week. You're not rid of me just yet. But, uh, yeah, no, well, um, uh, thank you, Michael. They are very, very kind words indeed. Let's... Um, uh, that's a great program. Get, like I say, I, you'll hear from Brett Devine in a little while. If you want to see some really good horses today, and it, 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 when you get to the races there, you can go down to the... I always walk down to the stalls area where, where the horses are being saddled up. Obviously, a different environment to the theatre of the horse, and they're just maybe a, a, a touch more relaxed down there, and I urge you to get down there. Uh, a, a horse like Animo is a good horse to watch down the back there today as he as he has his prep and, and pre-parade around the place. He's a really interesting horse to have a look at. So if you love your horses and love your racing, get down to the um, the stalls area at Ramwick today. It's a bit of a different world, but it's, uh, it's you know, sort of the calm before the storm down there. Newcastle are racing today. Chris Nation has the track report. Hello, Chris. 
Morning, mate. How are you? Good, thank you. How's, how's your week been uh, getting set for the meeting today? Can't complain. Busy week, obviously. Racing again Monday and then trials Thursday. So uh, the weather's held out. We had a little bit of a few, you know, storms scattered through early in the week. Only gave us about 15 mil on top of what we already had. And, um, but other than that, the, the sun's been out and the grass is growing. So we've got the rail out nine metres. We'll start on a good four today. We've got a good dew this morning. So um, that's a good thing. It'll, it'll probably keep it in that that four range a little bit longer, but um, same as the last couple of weeks. Um, later in the arvo, it might dry out and it might, it might get to that three later in the afternoon. You know, can always tell when the track manager's in a pretty good mood. And the, the, the voice sounds a bit up, upbeat. It's been just that, that right kind of week. Yeah, it's, it, it's been... The, the, key, the key up here, especially, is the wind. We... Um, you get the Norwesters come through and it can really dry the, the joint out. So if they don't get up as much, um, it makes your job a little bit easier because it doesn't, uh, it just doesn't dry out. So, uh, yeah, life's, life's good up here at the moment. We always need all our rich, as you know, but um, we'll keep bashing away. Uh, have you had um, any of the riders put one or two across it this morning? For yeah, we have. Yeah, we have. We've had, uh, we've had the galloper of Chris's that's racing Wednesday went um, really scooted across it. We had the two-year-old of Nathan's that won the on Magic Million, Nathan Dawes that won Magic yeah. Millions Day um, gallop on it, and we've got a couple more still on it. So I think it's really good nick and, and light car. But so it's good feedback. I don't think it's quite that good, but uh, we can always be better. But uh, it's good to get that feedback. And uh, would you just had a chat with uh, with Michael and weather-wise expecting a warm one? What's, uh, I suppose, Newcastle not too different today? Yeah, absolutely. I actually haven't had a chance to see what the wind's doing today, but, um, yeah, it's going to be a nice warm day. But I did give it... Um, 10 mil of juice last night to try and keep it because I knew it was going to be a nice warm one. And with the, when I when I put it on about 6:30 last night, the the wind was down, which always helps because it means it gets good coverage on it. So it's it's had a good good soak. You know, not like the last couple of weeks where I've been trying to water and it's been water in the harbour half the time. So uh, yeah, I expect it to be a nice warm day, and hopefully the crowd get out. Good luck today. Thanks for the chat, good. as always. Good on you, buddy. You take care. Thank you. Chris Nation, Newcastle, a good four racing today. Seven, uh, no, eight races from Newcastle today. First race, 20 minutes to one. Gary Harley, Gaz has done the form, and uh, he'll join us at around about, oh, I've heard a quarter to ten this morning. Uh, this time of year, we see there's emerging horses out of Newcastle and the, the Provincials. They just might be able to step up. There's a good two-year-old race up there to start the day. Uh, so uh, the two-year-olds get things going there. Race one at 20 minutes to one up at Newcastle today. Let's head to Doomben racing in Queensland today. Ross Smith is always the man to have a chat with. G'day, Ross. Richard, how are you? Can't complain. What's uh, what's happening in Brisbane this morning? Uh, beautiful fine day. The wind's dropped out at the moment. So it's not too bad. It's a bit warm, actually. What, uh, what rating do you think you might put up? Uh, I'm going to go good four, but it's on the, on the soft five side of the four at the moment with the, with the day forecast for being warm. I stuck another two mil out on it last night uh, just to keep it where it was yesterday. It was beautiful yesterday afternoon. Would have raced yesterday instead. <laughs> uh, so you sound pretty happy there, Ross, with the way uh, the way it looks today? Yeah, yeah. We're going all the way back in the tree with the rail. Got a nice part of grass all the way through. Uh, there's no dew on the track really at all. So that just shows how dry the atmosphere is at the moment with us. Mm. Uh, yeah. Should what be a good day racing. What are conditions meant to be like for the day? Uh, it's supposed to be 33 degrees, so it's supposed to be pretty warm. The wind's supposed to, well, the wind, as I said, the wind's dropped out compared to last night and all day yesterday, 
Thursday. It was pretty windy up here, south Eastleys, but it's dropped out completely at the moment. Um, yeah, that cyclone's well off the coast, but we're not going to get any effect out of that. Okay, so uh, uh, all's good for the meeting today. So uh, a, a good four, but starting on the just the worst side of a good four, and you'll, you'll, you'll yeah, be, you'll just, be... there's no nice giving it at the moment. So with the warmer day coming through, I was trying to get a bit more into it, so so the hold it all day. Beautiful. Thank you, Ross. Nice report as always. We'll chat soon. Thanks, Richard. Good on you, Ross Smith there at Demon. Just the worst side of a good four. We get to a good three there by the sounds of things as the day goes on. So uh, summer, well and truly in full swing, although you, you look at uh, those horses running around Sydney today and um, autumn is here, you look at these horses racing at Sandown today and you say, what a great program. Greg Groves is track manager. He is there for a chat on a Saturday morning with us. Hello, Greg. G'day, Richard. What a meeting ahead. Wow. Yep. It's, uh, it's um, hard to good beat. Good horses going around, that's for sure. <laughs> Absolutely. Are you happy with the way the track presents? Yeah, I'm really happy with it. Um, rated as a good four today, well and truly in the good four range. But uh, a beautiful beautiful day down here in Melbourne today, so um, uh, I'd be surprised if it doesn't get upgraded throughout the day. Okay, so have you had to irrigate or anything like that? Yeah, we'll put a bit of, um, not, not a huge amount of water, right? We put out seven mil yesterday and bring to the, to the total of uh, 27 mil for the week. We had, uh, last weekend was pretty wet for us, so um, we're just sort of working on the, off the back of that. So um, it's um, it's been quite good for us this week. Uh, just your rail for today, Greg? Yeah, it's, um, we moved it out to 10 metres. It was three metres last weekend, but because we raced on a soft six, uh, we felt that we'd just uh, push it out a bit further than we normally would. Uh, just because of the wear and tear. But um, uh, because of the track's so wide here at Sandown, um, there's still plenty of room to move, and um, uh, the track's been playing quite well lately, so I'm, I'm hoping it's going to be the same today. Okay. Nice report, Greg. Good luck with your meeting today. There's today. So it is a ripper, and we'll be talking about it here uh, this morning for sure. Thank you, Greg. Okay, thank you. There you go. Race, uh, race seven is the CFO Stakes, three-quarters of a million dollars. Uh, group one, of course, uh, I'm Thunderstruck's back of the races, Mr. Brightside. Uh Nugget, he's been up for a long time. Nugget, we'll have a chat with Kieran Maher. He's just a he's just a proper horse. There's the three year old Jackano draws well. He was a first up winner, so stuck a quality through that CF4 stakes. One of our uh, one of the great races on the calendar. Uh, we do know that. Let's look towards Morpherville in South Australia as we go around the grounds here. Craig Horse there for a chat. Hello, Craig. Good morning. We uh, we're good fours all around the place at the moment. What can you tell us in Adelaide? Yes, uh, we'll be on a good four too with a piano of five point. Four six, and we put on 38 mils of irrigation for the week, and five mils in the last 24 hours. Okay. And uh, yeah, we've moved the rail out to four metres. We were true for the two weeks ago, and we've just come out to four metres on some good fresh ground. Uh, the carnival and some really uh, good racing not far away for you guys. In fact, you're probably, well, we, well, we have um, the Premier's Plate today, a, a listed race amongst others. So some of your Better local horses stepping out. Yeah, yeah, it's starting to warm up now. Yeah, the Premier's Cup today, and then Fortnite Song Lord Reams, and Fortnite after that, straight into the Cup. Okay, what uh, what kind yeah. of a day? So good for expecting to hold that as the day goes on. Yeah, I expect to hold a um, favourite of the day in that good four range. Um, there's maybe some South Westleys um, push up into their faces when they're coming for home, but yeah, uh, all around 25 degrees, so it's not too bad of a day. Sounds pretty present, uh, pretty pleasant. Thank you, Craig. Good chat, and we'll uh, we'll speak soon. Good luck today.
No worries. Thanks very much. Is uh, Craig Hall. Good fours all around the place. Uh, Dooman, uh, just the worst side of a good four, but uh, that'll be improving, warmed out that way. So big thanks to our track managers and track teams who always give up a, a few minutes on a Saturday morning. They want their tracks as uh, as good as they can be, given the elements, and they always join us for a chat on race morning. It is around 14 minutes to 7, 14 to 6, if you happen, uh, happen to be listening in Queensland. Great to have your company, Sky Thoroughbred Central, Sky Racing 1. Uh, you can hear us uh, right throughout the morning on the tab app. Download the tab app for a bit of a listen or just on the wireless. Good morning to all of those people at, at English this morning who might be uh, tending to those yearlings. Big yearling sale coming up, of course, the English Classic Sale and uh, plenty of horses out there to be offered over the next uh, few days there at Riverside. And good morning to the, the staff and the stable crews there that are getting those horses ready for more parading today, walking kilometre after kilometre uh, with these uh, these emerging stars. We'll take a break here on Racing HQ Saturday. On the other side, a couple of uh, trialers Brody Nixon's found for us, Sue Grills, to get the latest on Mr Severino and uh, Brett Devine all before 7 o'clock. A break and back with more. Introducing the striking Kia range. Crafted with sleek and distinctive cues. The new Kia range is the cornerstone of progressive technology, blistering performance and quality design. This is Kia. Kia, movement that inspires. Unleash your racing side at Silver Slipper Stakes Day. This summer race day promises a day of entertainment, world-class hospitality and top quality racing leading into the 2023 Longines Golden Slipper. February 18, Rose Hill Gardens. Tickets from $17. Book now at theracers.com.au. If you want to experience the best racing action in the heart of Australia, Alice Springs Thoroughbreds is your number one destination. Get your team together and head to Pioneer Park for the very best that the Red Centre has to offer. Territory Racing, be part of it. You know the feeling when your mate's golf ball flies past yours? Or when you're on the green in regulation, but he holds it from the bunker? At Drummond Golf, we get it. That's why we have our lowest price guarantee. As Australia's biggest, you can count on our massive buying power for the lowest prices in golf. But if you do happen to find a lower advertised price, we'll beat it. The Drummond Golf Lowest Price Guarantee. Unbeatable. Conditions apply. Don't miss the 2023 Wellington Boot Carnival, featuring two sensational days of racing. Friday, March 24, it's the gruelling Iron Horse. Then Sunday, March 26, the best country horses battle it out in the Wellington Cup for a place in the big dance. Plus, all the colour and excitement of the $200,000 Wellington Boot, with plenty of food-to-go options, plus fashions on the field. Tickets at 123 Ticks or at the gate. Visit wellingtonracecloud.com.au. And boot, the place to be. Racing HQ, brought to you by Tab. For racing on Tab, download the Tab app. Gamble responsibly. Call Gamblers Help 1800 858 858. Welcome back to the show. Good morning, wherever you are listening to us. Away we go. Race day is here. English Millennium Day, the Apollo Stakes. Can't wait to uh, to get to Ramy today and see some of these uh, these autumn horses back. There's em- emerging horses want to put up their hands uh, uh, to be amongst the better races as well. Talk about emerging horses. We might touch on uh, some of Brody Nixon's trials. Of course, Brody with the um, uh, the Spy Files and uh, looks at all the trialers around the place and tries to. Uh, pick the eyes out of those for, for coming winners, of which there are plenty. 
And the first horse that uh, Brody wants to focus on is in the Piero Plate today. Race one, number nine, Cafe Millennium. Now, he's, uh, he's a not a single doubt colt. What about these colours? The, the run that Ron Finnemore's having. Outstanding. He's been racing horses for a long time. Ronnie, I don't know whether he's had a group of horses quite like this. He's a not a single doubt colt out of a high shat mare. I wonder what he's more of. I wonder if he's more not a single doubt. You look at him, he looks like a big, a big lump of a lad. A bit of high shop about him. You're listening, John O'Shea. Give us a give us a text. What is he? What's uh, what's this horse about? Cafe Millennium. Anyway, he's a good prospect. Uh, he lines up here in the first race. That was his trial. He wasn't out to do a great deal there. Tom Marquand will ride. Um, Tongue tie first time. I suppose where he settles in the run from that whitish draw time will tell. Maybe he just has to settle off them and come with a run. He's a $12 chance. Uh, Don Corleone, $1.65 for the Coolmore Piero plate. So Don Corleone, he, yeah, he was outstanding on debut, wasn't he? So he's a $1.65. Empress of Wonder will have her admirer. She's at six fifty, And there's Cafe Millennium, the first of these trialers uh, for Brody. He's a not a single doubt cold. They're not making any more of them. He has a lovely pedigree around him. He looks a likely type. He's $12. Again, get to the races. Have a look at these two-year-olds in the theatre of the horse. And if they're handling things, that's good. You might want to be on him. He's a $12 chance. He does have to... He does take on a, a, a pretty good one, we know, in Don Corleone. But Cafe Millennium, race one, number nine. The first of the horses that Brody is pretty keen on out of the trials today. Uh, the second of these trialers, look, she, uh, she's a good, pretty good filly, we know, and it's Sunshine in Paris. So, race seven, number uh, no, race seven, number eleven, Sunshine in Paris. She's come a long way in a short space of time. This girl, she's um, she's clearly talented, but she goes in against the A graders today. Uh, this is a recent Warwick Farm trial. Cinderella Day is also in here in this race today. She wins the trial. But Sunshine in Paris, not out to do a whole lot, just allowed to just cruise home, really. Just nice little piece of work there that the last 100 metres our central viewers and Sky One viewers are seeing. So she has trialled up nicely, Sunshine in Paris. Daughter Invader, Annabelle Nish and Ryan Maloney, barrier one. And she's the second favourite here. She's $5.50. So in Secrets, currently $1.85. Sunshine in Paris, $5.50. A bit of a North Star Lass fan today. Isn't she hard to get past? $8 about her. Spoke to Adrian during the week. There was a level of, level of confidence there from Body. Well, wouldn't there be? She's pretty good filly. Fireburn, she back. This time last year, she made that run to a golden slipper and glory there. So Fireburn at $10. She's a belt at $10. Uh, Madam Pomery, she's a quality filly. 23 bucks would be an upset on that, on that kind of a price, but she's a good filly in secret $1.85. But Sunshine in Paris is uh, is a $5.50 chance with the tab, and she's the second of the trialers that Brody uh, thinks she should be uh, be with today. They all have to beat in secret. She's a great filly, but you never know what can happen. You have to have a throw at the stumps in races like a light finger stakes. You're a three-year-old filly just the one. So race one, number nine, Cafe Millennium, and race seven, number 11, Sunshine in Paris. Uh, the couple of trialers there. Look at some early scratchings here, and um, we'll tidy them up as we go throughout the morning, but it's a pretty, uh, I suppose, no uh, great... Shocks uh, for the moment, and um, yeah, we know we know we lost uh, Zugotcha came out during the week. What a shame with Durston! 
what a great shame he um, has an injury and he's uh, he's out of the of the Sydney autumn. What a uh, what a great shame that is. Okay, let's uh, let's talk to our first guest this morning. I'll tell you this this highway race. The ladies dominate here. Danielle Sy with a couple of runners at the top of the market. And the lady we're about to speak to is in the mix as well with Mr. Severino. And that is Sue Grills. G'day, Sue. Morning, Richard. Uh, before we talk about today, my diamond boy got the job done pretty well yesterday. He did. He did. You know, I thought he was a pretty good chance yesterday because he was very unlucky to start before not to run a place. Um so, yeah, I was very happy for the owner. He hasn't had a good run for a while, so nice to see him get a win. Yeah, it took him 11 starts, but the photo's on the wall at, all on the wall there now, so that's, that's nice. That's for sure. Okay. Mr. Severino, uh, he just he just really runs a bad race. How does he shape up coming into today? Look, I think he's a good each-way chance. Um, these highways are always such strong races, and... You need a lot of luck, but he's got a good gate again today and Karen on board. Um, he'll give him a good ride. So, yeah, I'm sure he'll run a nice, strong race. Yeah, no, no stranger to making that trip from Tamworth to Sydney now either. No, no. It's much easier with that North Connect and the Hunter Expressway, that's for sure. Isn't it? When, I think yes. your, first, your first set of lights are outside the stadium almost. Yes, yeah, it's a great run through. A bit costly in my truck, but you've got to some, pay for something. <laughs> yeah, no, quite right, quite right. They don't miss you, but uh, it does it does shave off for probably a good half an hour from the trip. So, I mean, he's one of these horses, I suppose, Sue. He's having start number 22. He's a pretty well-exposed horse now, but he would just have to run up to last start to be in here somewhere, surely. Well, I'd hope so. Like, he's a good, tough horse. Mr. Severino, like he can be a bit silly at the races when he wants to be, um, but he's tough and running the distance out won't worry him at all. Um, and he hasn't got a lot of weight, which is I always think a big thing in these highways. You know, you need to be down in the weight, and um, as I said, a good gait. But you know, they're always tough races, and you look on paper how they're going to be run, but it doesn't always work that way. Um, but I, I, you know, I'd hope he's he should, he'd be in the first half of the field for sure. Um, yeah, just hope he gets a good run. Is he in Sydney already? How does he make the trip? Yes, yeah, no, he's a good traveller, which, you know, is good. He's a great eater. I come down yesterday, got down about lunchtime, and, mm. no, he settles in well. I always bring a pony with him. Um, but, yeah, no, he's eat up last night and quite bright this morning. So, yeah, um, I'm hopeful he'll run a very good race, that's for sure. Interesting how just some of those horses just need that mate with them just to help, I suppose, well, it helps them chill out and relax and... How that oh, better? It does, it does, you know. Well, you know, I don't have a huge stable, but, you know, we've got a rare hover around 25, so they're always used to having a mate, so I, I never travel mine on their own because they much prefer, you know, just a pony, anything with them, and they're quite happy. We're about two weeks away from the Hunter and Northwest Country Championships qualifier. Feb 26 at Tamworth, is there going to be a rep in that race, Sue? No, unfortunately not. I don't have anything um, that would even get in the heat. Like, our heat's a very strong heat, and you need to be up around the benchmark 70, I feel. Um, but, yeah, unfortunately, I don't have a runner. It, that, but that's the, that is the strength of it, isn't it? I mean, we, we heard, heard Anthony Manton talking about uh, the southern horses, and they're talking like, you know, uh, rating 68, but it's just it's so competitive. Oh, it's very competitive, but, you know, like, it's good money. Um, and 
if you've got a horse good enough, you've definitely got to have a um, crack at it. But, yeah, at the moment, I just don't have anything. And actually, I've never had a runner in it yet. So <laughs> I'm hoping to sue. Well, we will have to uh, have to change that, Sue. In, uh, it's not this year. It's going to be next year. But first things first, good luck with Mr Severino today. Well, he's, he's won over $100,000, and it'd be nice for the owners to pick up a nice check today. Oh, that'd be wonderful. Good luck. Thanks, Richard. Thank you. Sue Grills, she's always up for a chat with us on race day. Mr Severino, look, he draws a good gate. Um, I think we just uh, showed our, uh, our central viewers that highway market as it stacks up at the moment. It is race number two at Ramwick today, our highway. And, uh, yeah, Danielle has King of Spades there at $5. Uh, Amaranth is there at $6. There's Mr Severino. He's a $7 chance in the race. Epic Ranger, seven fifty. Then out to You Are King and the Hungarian, those kinds of horses. So $6 the field for the Tab Highway. And uh, Mr Severino, he is consistent enough to be in the mix somewhere. That is for sure and certain. Two minutes to seven. Looking forward to diving into the interviews with uh, with Ron Duffercy after seven o'clock. Uh, again, Nathan Doyle, Yvonne Sampson, who is uh, the Pink Bonus Ambassador. We'll hear more about that and uh, other uh, trainers to come, but uh, the Australian Turf Club, uh, I suppose the, the official start of the autumn is not quite here yet, but as I say, good morning to Brett Devine. You could be fooled for thinking that um, we're not officially underway because this is one hell of a meeting there today. Hello, Brett. Yes, good morning to you, Richard. Good morning to all the punters. It certainly is uh, an incredible meeting, isn't it, when we think that we're still Four weeks away officially from kicking off the Sydney Autumn Racing Carnival and five weeks from the Long Jeans Golden Slipper. But a great meeting today, obviously, this uh, meeting with the English Millennium and the, the Group 2 Tab Apollo Stakes, the Group 2 Tab Light Fingers, uh, is really finding its own mark on this calendar. And uh, look, it's beautiful weather, a good four-track, perfect racing conditions and some of the superstars of racing, isn't it? Oh, yeah. <laughs> These are proper horses today. And that's no disrespect to other horses that race around the year. They're, they go and pick up their prize money for the owners, that's for sure. But uh, I've been saying in the first half an hour, Brett, get to the races. Go and see these good horses. And uh, as some of those noms were taken during the week for the feature races, um, yeah, they're, they're all there. They all want to be amongst the championships. Yeah, no doubt in the world, Richard. And look, let's just look what we've got in front of us today here at the moment. World-class racing. We've got probably one of the world's best horses in Godolphin's Animo, who is a seven-time Group 1 winner, a Group 1 winner at two, three and four. He's won the most Group 1s and stakes races of any Godolphin horse that's ever raced in the world. So on our doorstep here today, we have horses like Animo. We have jockeys like James McDonald. Uh, it's an, an extraordinary meeting it's outside of the carnival meeting. And our only opportunity there to be on course at Royal Randwick to see these live in action. So get there to that. You've touched there on the nominations for the Star Championships. A really pleasing result for us, up 17% on last year. And across the board, a lot of the races saw increases in nominations. And most pleasingly, uh, plenty of international interest as well from the Northern Hemisphere in Aidan and Joseph O'Brien nominating horses. William Haggis, who has had such great success in Sydney over previous seasons, particularly with a Dave. And some Japanese entrants as well, Richard. So obviously there's been some um, issues with travel over the past few years with COVID and the like. Uh, we seem to be getting past a lot of those uh, problems now and certainly great interest from the Northern Hemisphere in Japan. And of course, our friends from New Zealand, up to I think 100 nominations across races as well and strong in the Derby and the Oaks. So 
We're set up today for an amazing race meeting, as I say, on our doorstep in our beautiful city, but we've also got some incredible racing coming up over the coming months with those strong nominations and iconic races. It was uh, always ominous when the Japanese get amongst the nominations. If they bring something out, look out. They're always damn hard to beat. Uh, Brett, tell us a bit about uh, Membership Appreciation Day. Well, an extra incentive for members to come out to the races today as well, Richard, and it is Members Appreciation Day and a load of opportunities and offers are available to ATC members who attend the races today. At the moment, they walk through the door and their card is scanned. 20 ATC dollars are loaded onto their membership cards for the day to use on food and beverage. So they've backed their first winner, Richard, as they walk through the turnstiles. There's a lot of food and beverage specials on offer through the day. Giant lawn games on the front lawn uh, that people can have some fun with. Again, those members automatically go into a draw to win one of three prizes. It could be a, a race named in your honour in July, a Martin Shandon a value pack at eight, uh, sorry, $585 or even a one-off $500 ATC dollars prize that will be able to be spent on course uh, up until the end of this year. So plenty of stuff there. And also I should um, mention that people who are members of the ATC can redeem three complimentary guest passes for today only as well so you can do that online with a code appreciation day or you can redeem those at the gates at gate a or the infield member ticket offices so a bit of information there a lot of it's been communicated to the members through their regular edms but for members coming out today make sure you take advantage of those special offers we so much appreciate our membership uh, one of the strongest in sydney they are the lifeblood of our club and we look forward to having a, a great day with them out there for world-class racing and some extra treats and incentives. And if you aren't a member and you'd like to get to the races for the carnival, I'd act, be acting pretty soon here, Brett. These autumn carnival tickets are well and truly on sale. I'd imagine uh, various places being sold out uh, because people get in pretty early for these things. Yes, certainly. Uh, those big days, of course, hospitality sells out very quickly from people, not only across New South Wales, but interstate coming to visit Sydney for the championships and the Long Jeans Golden Slipper. So don't miss there. But for general admission uh, customers who are listening out there, the best value tickets in town are for sure these packages that group together Rose Hill Gardens and Royal Roundlake. So three days, a general admission entry to the three days at Rose Hill Gardens, on Ladies Day. Long Jeans Golden Slipper with five Group 1s, the most of any in the country all year, and Tancred Stakes Day. It's just $66, Richard, at theraces.com.au. So three race meetings, entry, $66 in total. And, of course, big name acts after the last, which we'll be announcing this week for Long Jeans Golden Slipper Day. And similar at Royal Roundwick on those two days of the championships with those 10 iconic championships races, Plus all eight stakes day, Schweppes all eight stakes day, $69. So you can group together those. Make sure you bring some family and friends. Uh, booking groups of 10, you get a bit more of an extra discount. But certainly amazing value for world-class racing, those big races we've spoken about. And those after the last concerts, well, they're the icing on the cake when you go to Royal Roundwick. And you get to use the wink stand with the general admission tickets and get a concert after the last. Hard to beat, very hard to beat, Brett. It's a great, it's not just a great day at the races, it's a great day of entertainment in general. Good to chat race morning. We'll do it again next Saturday morning. And again, I urge people to get to the races. It's, a, it's one great day out there today. And thank you, Brett. I'll see you at the races a little later on. Good on you, Richard, and good luck to all the punters. Brett Devine, General Manager, Communications for the Australian Turf Club, joining us on a Saturday morning. We'll take a break here on Racing HQ Saturday. On the other side, Ron Duff as he joins us. A number of interviews and hopefully uh, winners to be guided into between seven and eight here on Racing HQ Saturday. Break and back with more. 
West is best. Don't miss the next superstar to emerge from Western Australia at the Perth Yearling Sale at the state-of-the-art Magic Million Swan Valley Complex on February 23 and 24. Recent graduates of the sale include Group 1 winners Portland Sky and She's a Belter, plus crack Hong Kong sprinter Sight Success. The 2023 catalogue features 327 outstanding lots by 79 individual sires, from local champions to Australia's best. For more information and to view the catalogue, visit magicmillions.com.au. Tab has racing offers on tap this Saturday. Big fix odds on races one to six at Randwick, Sandown and Doombin. And if you run second or third, get a bonus bet back up to $50. That's bonus bets back for running second or third on 18 races across three tracks this Saturday with Tab. For racing on tap, download the Tab app. Excludes WA residents. First online fixed odds win bet only. T's and C's and website. Gamble responsibly. Call Gamblers Help 1800 858 858. Light it up this Friday night. Enjoy night racing, live bands, pop-up food markets and bars, plus kids entertainment. Entry is free. Kia Friday Night Racing, February 17, Canterbury Park. Find out more at theracers.com.au. At Drummond Golf, we understand your passion. Nice roll. And that's because every Drummond Golf store is owned and run by a local who loves the game as much as you do. Yeah, it's come off the face really well. Someone who knows where you play and what you need. Oh, yeah. Looking good. With Australia's biggest range and expert knowledge. Great. Now let's try that putter with this grip. So if you want to improve your game, see your local expert at Drummond Golf. Since the start of 2016, English Classic graduates have won races such as the Everest, Melbourne Cup, Golden Slipper, Blue Diamond, Randwick Dinnies and Lightning Stakes. The 2023 Classic Catalogue available now at english.com.au. Sale at Riverside, February 12 to 14. Racing HQ, brought to you by Darwin Racing, the best show on sand. Welcome back to the show. Good morning. If you're just joining us, uh, you've joined us at a, at a good time because we're about to hear from some of the leading players on race day. These trainers and participants, they uh, give us a few minutes of their time on race morning. It's always appreciated. And we'll get the latest from a, a stack of leading players over the next 45 minutes or so. He's done the form. He's heading out to Ramwick today for a great day of racing. Ron Duffercy. Good morning, Duff. Yeah, good morning, Richard. You said it. It's a great day of racing. Look, there's some top liners there today, more than a handful of top liners that are definitely worth going out to see there. Most of them first up today, so we get a good line on where they're sitting, uh, moving into their grand finals, and uh, they're going to be on an 11 out of 10 track. This track has just eaten up those storms over the past couple of days, and it is glowing. Uh, it was terrific last week, and I think this track will be uh, uh, perfect again here today with that natural rain and no irrigation on it. It's always a great uh, a great thing for a track. It's Lindsay Murphy will say it beats watering. Now, I'm sure yourself and Brad will break these races down. You will between eight and nine, but we're trying to weigh up these two-year-olds. We're trying to see where they all sit. Don Corleone in the first race, this English millennium. Bit cliched, Roddy, but we'll, we'll know a bit more after race six today. Yeah, we will. And a couple of two-year-olds in Melbourne as well with Barber and whatever going around there. So that it'll take a big show. It'll... It'll take shape more so the market as far as moving into the golden slipper and this millennium, English millennium, is uh, stacked full of talent. Uh, so it's one of the highlights of the day, even though we've got our superstars back. Um, this is a good field. It's a good field amongst the top runners. 
Let's get stuck into it. Our first guest is joining us for a yarn about his runners today. Really good manner of his stepping out later in the day. And I speak of Nathan Doyle. G'day, Nathan. Morning, Richard. Ron, how are you? Always out. We're well. We're good. How can, how can you not be on a day like today? And it's always exciting for your team to come to Ramwick, and I suppose especially on a day like today. You were, are you a nervous trainer race day, or you just take it all in your stride? How are you, how are you on race morning? Uh, I'm normally not too bad, but this man seems to get me box walking a bit. So I suppose we've always known the talent she's had, and I guess she's at that level now, and um, she deserves to be going around in these stakes races. Um, we were talking about two-year-olds. Where's your two-year-old up to rush hour? I just had 10 days off after Gold Coast, a trip up there. Run on the heavy 10, uh, can really zap a horse a little bit, so we just want to give him a little break. He'll trial here on that Thursday. Uh, then we'll look to award some of the two-year-old races in Sydney and see where he aims up. Okay, he'll be given an opportunity to see if he's good enough to, to, to win one of those slipper lead-ups to get in. Definitely. Uh, I don't think there's a reason why not to try. He seems like he's um, an out-and-out two-year-old, so... Uh, you've got to have a look. Uh, you've got Espresso in race three here. He, he Look, he's got a good-looking record in his own little ride. He's back uh, uh, back to a benchmark 72 from a good draw here. Yeah, he just over-raced last start, outside the leader. Um, you can't be doing that. So they city grade and expect to be um, in the finish. I think you just put a line through that run. Uh, he's back at 1,000 metres from a good gate. Um, Tim, I roll forward, put him in the first four. Um, if he gets even luck, which he should do, he should probably get the run of the race. So I can actually see him um, bouncing back and being a good each-way chance the odds. Mm. And your good mare, Norwegian Bliss, are you happy with her first up? She's only had the 77 days off and one trial. Very good. Uh, can't fold her. She only had a week off after Melbourne. We're mindful that... The autumn comes around pretty quick these days, so uh, she just kept ticking over. Only had the one trial, but when she's only had the, the week off in between, I think she's quite forward to run well. Um, don't really like the gate. Um, looks very, very sticky. Um, there's probably no real out-and-out lead in the race, and there's a fair few horses that might want the spot just in behind the speed, so... Uh, we're just going to leave it up to Andrew. He's going to have an open book, uh, see how she jumps and see how the race pans out for the first half. If she gets even luck for the first half of the race, uh, she should be right there in the finish, but it all depends how well, I said that first half pans out. It's very, very tricky to sort of pan out. Yeah, that's the scary thing, isn't it? Uh, well, yeah, on paper, it, it is a slow, well, there's no designated leader and maybe the even the 100 to 200 to 1 chin's pushing across may give you a push across if you if she jumps cleanly, but it's, like you said, you, it's one of those things you just probably have to leave up to Andrew. Yeah, exactly. Like, the 200 to 1 shot, it's let its past couple, but it's sort of been in... Um, sort of restricted country races and whether or not it has the speed uh, up to that group level to sort of roll across and take up the running and then mindful too with, that we want to probably stretch her out of the mile this preparation so we don't want to sort of gut bust the first up and do it at both ends so mm-hmm. I said it's very tricky it's, I don't know how it's going to pan out but it's it's up to Andrew now and the horse is fitting well trialled up well so hopefully that first half of the race pans out well Okay. All in all, you're happy with both horses? Yeah, both in great order. Uh, so head down there and hopefully they run their best races. 
Nathan, if you had any of your owners say, let's get to a classic sale and, and have a crack over the next few days, how are you going to play that? Yeah, there'll be a few guys um, venturing down to buy, buy a couple, so we'll see how the market really pans out. It's been pretty resilient this game. <laughs> no matter what happens, the, the price of yearlings seem to always be going up year after year, so uh, we'll just see how it plays out over the next few days, but we'll be definitely trying to take a couple of Good on you. Good luck today for a start. No worries. Thank you, guys. Nathan Doyle with his good mare, Norwegian Bliss. So, uh, yeah, a little, little awkward gape. The trainer's well aware of that, uh, Ronnie. So, good mare. Yeah, for sure. Yep, he is. See how she comes back to the races today as um, Espresso. Well, wouldn't you have a crack with that rush hour as well, Ron? That, yeah, it's... Talking, yep. talking to two-year-olds and how to line them up, you have to have a throw at the stumps. Yeah, he trial well before going to the Gold Coast and getting the money. He's made, he's done nothing wrong, and um, you know, all you got to do is one, one, win one of these lead-ups now, and you're and you're in. So it, the timing's right for him to have a crack. Yeah, no, he was uh, he was good on the Gold Coast, and uh, why not have a go with him as uh, as the Golden Slipper pitcher slowly but surely unfolds. Of course, the English Millennium uh, will certainly give us a, a, a better guide today, and one lady who will certainly has a bit to do with with Inglises and is a pink bonus ambassador, and I'm glad to say she joins us on race morning. Is Yvonne Sampson? Yvonne, good morning to you. Oh, good morning to you, boys. Thank you so much for having me on. It's quite the pleasure. How good's this? Great racing and uh, and sales, and you're going to be right in the thick of it. Oh, it's a very special time of year. The footy trials have just started, which is great for us. But, um, of course, with the, the sales going on at Warwick Farm and that gorgeous establishment out there, and then I have, um, I think this might be my last Saturday off. Uh, for the entire rugby league season. So where else would I be but trackside for uh, what is such a wonderful race day and a wonderful initiative. I've, I've been very lucky to, to be around horses my whole life and, you know, right from very little humble beginnings at Pony Club uh, through to EFA, I was lucky enough to ride overseas um, in some Olympic studs. And then I got to prep yearlings over in the UK at a start at Stratford-upon-Avon and uh, work at Tattersalls and Goffs and, um, and Deauville. And I really had a beautiful appreciation for every facet of whether it be the thoroughbred industry or just the equestrian. And, uh, and now uh, I, I have so many female friends who say, look, we grew up with a love of horses too. Not sure how to get into horse ownership. And that's where the pink bonus um, uh, incentive is so attractive. So, yeah, I'm very much looking forward to spreading the love of horses to a lot more women who want to get into horse ownership. Wow, I didn't know you had so much experience in so many fields there, Ronnie. It's, it's, uh, so from a young age, it all started from there. You, you had a pony. I had a little pony called Razamataz, um, and she was an absolute gem because every time I fell off, she'd stand still. The others would run to the hills. Um, so <laughs> the <laughs> hundreds of times I must have fallen off her when I was about five years old. My grandfather was a racehorse trainer, so um, we were lucky we had horses in our lives. You know, he had a training stable at Warwick Farm. He used to own the Wild Oaks uh, down around Camden area. So we were very, very lucky to have horses, and, and I think it and anyone in the horse industry knows this, that it, it all begins with a love and appreciation and respect of the horse and you learn so much from them. And uh, and then now uh, I'm very lucky to, to be involved in ownership I, uh, with my family, still with my, my uncle, who will be at the races with me today. I told him he's got to wear a little smattering of pink too, just to fit in with the theme. Well, you're not the only one that loves their well, obviously their sport and football and racing. Because your husband Chris loves uh, loves his uh, football and racing as well. 
He does, yeah. He, uh, he. I, I think he's going to be parked up watching the races and then the dragons. You too, Ronnie. You, you watching oh, the dragons? He's just. Today? He's a little bit loyal, too loyal for me. He's, I, I drop off pretty quick, but he's he's a he's a hard sticker. Um, what obviously is above that you. You know, looking at the form today, what do you think will win this uh, millennium? Well, I, I know that um, Kundalini, you guys have picked that, and, and obviously that is a, a top-class uh, option. But and especially with the um, the Winx connection with John Camilleri breeding uh, her as well. But let's just have a look at the, the horses eligible for this pink bonus. There's Arkansas mm. kid Rachel King is on board for that. He won the. Uh, English banner at Mooney Valley on Cox Plate Day. So he was bred by Philippa Duncan, who kept a share in the horse uh, when the Hayes stable bought him. So that will be the hope from Victoria. If we go north of the border to my beloved home state of Queensland, the player, I think I think he's 100 to 1. Chris Munstrang Colt, his, Chris's wife, Cathy, syndicated this to all Queensland ladies. So they are hopefully all going to be trackside and I tell you what, if the player gets up and grabs this $400,000 bonus, in a proper racing terms, there will be absolute scenes at Randwick today because mm. the ladies will be going off. Um, I was lucky enough to spend a little time uh, at Gerald Ryan's stable during the week with Cecile. Um, she's gorgeous. She's so fit. She's not a huge filly, but she is just... I mean, she's already... Uh, she's got a lot of upside. She's, she's wonderful uh, to watch. She's so fit. She's by a trapeze artist. And so, Cecile, uh, Julie Ryan is in her, and Julie's husband bought a share in Cecile as a birthday gift. So this is the first time Julie's ever had any involvement in a horse, which is quite phenomenal. If anyone has spent any time around horses to have a gem like Fusil in the saddle. And then Lazago, raced by Debbie Capetus, um, obviously, again, with that Winx connection. Uh, and she'll have the purple and white colours of Robert Bloodstock. So she's one from one um, and, and very in a very impressive indeed. So just bearing in mind, these horses don't have to win the race. They just have to be first past the post in front of the others who are pink bonus eligible. So um, it's going to be a really, really fun day. Lots lots of interest and uh, lots of colour, lots of entertainment. Beautiful. Outstanding, Yvonne. Um, thank you for joining us on Race Morning. Uh, great to hear, you know, for the listeners to know what this is, is all about. And, uh, yes, good morning, Chris. I listen to him in the afternoons on the drive show. Uh, he gets my – he has my listenership whenever I'm in the car. So good on you, Chris. Good start to that gig. I think he's still in bed, actually. I'm going to go <laughs> wake him up. <laughs> all right. Well, good luck today. Great to chat. And um, we'll see you at the races, no doubt. Thank you so much. See you there. Good on, uh, good on you, Von Sampson. Uh, yeah, good lady. Um, I suppose Ronnie, good lady first and foremost. Hell of a good rugby league and sports broadcaster. And I think she's got this uh, English um, sponsorship wrapped up for the next twenty years. The way she promoted the race then, that's for sure. That's it. And uh, and very much a realist. Uh, the rugby league season here, her weekends done and dusted. But we kind of know that when, you know, sports on the weekend. But she won't be seeing her for a while. But uh, uh, we'll be seeing her on the screens, of course, and calling the you know, hosting the the rugby league. She does that so so well. Quite like this um, this new bonus scheme, Ronnie. That. Uh, Inglises have announced during the week fifty one hundred thousand dollar bonuses attached to these races. It's a nice opportunity for owners to to get a little return there early. Yep, we've been crying out for the maidens to get a little bit more money, and you know, I think Inglis have come to the party. You know, fifty hundred thousand dollar bonuses for all maidens is a great incentive, not only for their sales, but. 
their online sale as well. You know, you can see some of these horses that are uh, the maideners online. You think, well, I might be able to win one of these $100,000 maidens and all of a sudden you got your money back and, and uh, times how many times? I don't know. It all depends what you pay for them, I suppose. But, um, yeah, good on them there. They're doing good things, uh, Inglis, at the moment. They're promoting well. They've been very successful with their online sale and they're, they're giving a little bit back. So that's always good. Absolutely. Let's uh, let's welcome in our next guest this morning. I, I, I don't know. I know he loves his rugby league. And I just wonder the way he's been training at the moment with these horses, whether, whether Cameron Serraldo might have been on the phone for a little bit of conditioning work for, for his team because his horses are going great guns. He's a Bulldogs man, Bryce Hayes. Hello, Bryce. Uh, it's a new year, Richard. It's a new year. So we, uh, you know, it's a new year. So... Uh, Look, hopefully, uh, hopefully we'll take some inspiration by uh, hopefully some ca- accountability at Belmore, which will uh, transpire throughout the season, hopefully. <laughs> well, hopefully you can get some confidence from your horses because they're, they're as a bunch, they're, they're, it's a nice little bunch that are racing well, Bryce. Yeah, to, to their credit, they are, and to the staff's credit, they are. It's been, uh, you know, a long wait, um, as anyone knows, when you've got a small team. So um, just sort of all come together um with a small team with a few older ones that needed a bit of time and a couple of younger ones that we probably bought that had a little bit more precocity so they're sort of um, racing at the same time and um, yeah, they're running they're running reasonably well. Uh, you start off with another cognac uh, in race three. It's a, it's a nice little setup for him here. Hopefully. Um, just, uh, I mean, you always need a bit of luck and a good ride but if you've got some sort of ride there he'll, um, I'm sure he'll run well. He's uh his horse, it's uh, definitely got a level of ability and um, uh, take nothing away from him. I'm not um, sort of degrading him. I'm not saying, he, not that he's not the best horse in my yard, but he's definitely the horse that's had the best preparation of any horse uh, for the last few months. So I'm, I'm really happy with him. Uh, back to a 1,000, no issue? Shouldn't be for him. Uh, he's a pretty sprightly sort of colt and um, don't see it as being any issue. I was, uh, you know... Uh, the horse was probably a couple of pairs further back than anticipated the other day, but he is a horse. He's sort of, you know, zero to a hundred very quickly. So um, you've uh, once you sort of shut him down, you shut him down, and when you click him up, he sort of, uh, you know, <clears throat> really gets himself into gear. So um, today he's a lot different, but um, I suppose it's always a query running when they go when they drop back. But I, nothing at home suggests that it wouldn't be an issue. King Rattel, he, he, he's nice and fresh. He's at, uh, a month off. He's, he's up to an 88, but he gets that lovely weight relief here with 53 and a half. And, well, we know he loves Ramwick. Yep, he, uh, he certainly does. I suppose today, probably, I'm not sure whether it'll work out. It just horses probably a little bit too well. And with the scratchings and obviously the small field, he's, you know, he's got to settle. So I know he's a horse that does... Um, come from the rear and uh, he's always going to strike trouble when he is in those bigger fields but he loves being in those sort of bigger fields where he sort of gets smothered up so inside gate try and do that again today if he's dictated to by the tempo of the race um, so be it but um, yeah he's sort of just got to switch him off and um, you can see a good turn of foot though if we can get him switched off yeah, for sure. And uh, you finish with Bakara Kare in, in race number nine. He's uh, fitting well. Yep, exactly that. So, um, look, she loves dry ground, and uh, we're just trying to sneak into one of these races at this particular point in time, hoping that, um, you know, we get some drying ground um, rather than sort of waiting a little bit longer. And um, she 
he's sort of had uh, two good days out at the races in preparation to be able to run today. And, um, yeah, she's got a good draw. So, um, you know, racing in general, they give nothing away. But certainly in this sort of race, um, yeah, she'll have to certainly run a career best for sure. Good luck today. Three, well, three knockout chances for sure, I'd say. Yeah, hopefully we're somewhere around the mark. But, look, they're in good order and... Um, we're, uh, we're just delighted to be, to be going to headquarters, so hope everyone finds the winner. Good luck. Bryce, um, just before you do go, dancing alone, two starts, two wins, nice filly. Yeah, she is. Um, yep, she's done a good job, credit to her, and um, she's having a little freshen up now, and um, won't have long out, but we'll get her, get her back in. But, um, yeah, she's a filly that's always had a level of ability, but... Uh, felt that uh, physically she's still got a lot of furnishing to do so um, resisted the temptation to uh, sort of push on and um, yeah freshen up and give her a go again in a few months Good. and that key lago must be doing your head in <laughs> Ronnie like he, he the, the thing about it, like last week he's obviously a horse that's always going to race at the rear but last week he had a tricky draw so he's always sort of going to end up in the point where he was it was just the one day I wanted to stay on the fence, I was coming off the fence. So uh, that was probably the, that was the frustrating thing about the whole uh, the whole day. But uh, look, he's going really well, that horse, and he is what he is. And uh, if you want to see him perform to, you know, some of his best runs, and um, you know, he's really been looked after uh, strategically for this point in his life, really. And um, I feel that. Um, you know, I feel that he's going to run a, a couple of big races over over the next over the next month. Hopefully, he's um, he's in as good order as I've ever had him, and um, you know, he, he's just a horse you can't use him up. But he will strike a day where he does draw a different barrier and gets the right set up, and I'm sure he can be competitive in one of those sort of races. Sure. Good on you, Bryce. Good luck today. Thanks for the chat on race morning. Uh, all the best to you. Have a happy day. Good man. There he is, Bryce. Uh, Bryce says, and, and it makes the point, Ronnie. These um, for, for emerging trainers and young trainers like Bryce doesn't happen overnight, does it? I mean, he's been in the grind since, um, I suppose, you know, learning his craft with John O'Shea amongst other trainers, and uh, it takes a while. But yeah, the the, the run of, the run of winners coming now, I suppose. Yeah, he's got a good little team there, a small stable, but uh, they're all racing very consistently, and um, and uh, yeah, they're going well. Okay, working our way through race uh, race morning here. We'll see, touch on some scratchings in a little while and see who wants to be uh, at Ramwick and uh, who doesn't want to be there today or uh, coming out for whatever reason. But, uh, yeah, good to have your company on race morning. We might look to go to a short break here on Racing HQ. Just trying to get a hold of uh, Kieran Maher at the moment, Paul Snowden and Chris Wallace. So three, uh, three trainers there that we really need to have a chat to and uh, get the latest on their runners. 28 past seven. We might go to a short break here and back with more. For the very best entertainment in the Territory, you just can't beat NT Thoroughbred Racing. A day at the races simply must be on your bucket list. Whether it's Darwin, the Alice or one of the country clubs, go Territory Racing. Be part of it. Get down to Canberra this March 11 to 13 for the Canberra Racing Carnival, the ideal trip away for friends, family and punters clubs, with three big events in three days across the Canberra Day Long Weekend. Featuring the Tab Canberra Cup Calcutta on Saturday, hosted by myself, Dave Stanley and Luke Marlowe, the 50th anniversary of the Black Oval Stakes on Sunday and the Tab Canberra Cup Race Day on the Monday. It's a special weekend of racing. Visit thoroughbredpark.com.au. 
best is best. Don't miss the next superstar to emerge from Western Australia at the Perth Yearling Sale at the state-of-the-art Magic Million Swan Valley Complex on February 23 and 24. Recent graduates of the sale include Group 1 winners Portland Sky and She's a Belter, plus crack Hong Kong sprinter Sight Success. The 2023 catalogue features 327 outstanding lots by 79 individual sires, from local champions to Australia's best. For more information and to view the catalogue, visit magicmillions.com.au. You know the feeling when your mate's golf ball flies past yours? Or when you're on the green in regulation, but he holds it from the bunker? At Drummond Golf, we get it. That's why we have our lowest price guarantee. As Australia's biggest, you can count on our massive buying power for the lowest prices in golf. But if you do happen to find a lower advertised price, we'll beat it. The Drummond Golf lowest price guarantee. Unbeatable. Conditions apply. exciting two minutes in sports. The very best of U.S. racing seven days a week. Looking at Lee. Can't catch. Always dreaming. Who's the 143rd winner of the Kentucky Derby. Live and exclusive across the Sky Racing Network. Racing HQ. Brought to you by TAB. For racing on TAB, download the TAB app. Gamble responsibly. Call Gamblers Help. 1-800-858-858. Welcome back to the show. We might do some scratchings now just to uh, get your, have your form guides up to date. Of course, we'll do them again close at 8 o'clock, but just um, get a bit of a head of the game here uh, with uh, with your form guys today. Look, Rambic's a good four. Penetrometer, 5.26. Uh, Michael would very happy with the track after what was a bit of a wild week weather-wise, and that track... Uh, just in really good nick. Um, so let's go through the details, scratchings wise. Race one number, uh, race one number one, Kings Gambit is out. Six Los Padres just coming out, and eleven Facile one six eleven from race one. Race two is clear. Race three scratch six for Miko. Eleven Miss Kajiki. Twelve Headwall and seventeen our Kobe son. Six. 11, 12, and 17 from race three. Race four, scratch three, Bullfinch. Five, Major Artie, and 10, Frumos. So three, five, and 10 from race four. Race five, out comes number four, Swats That, and nine, Written Beauty. Four and nine coming out of race five. Uh, with a vet certificate here, great shame for the connections of Divine Glory. She's out of the English Millennium. Race six, number 12, Divine Glory, coming out about five minutes ago. Race seven, take out number three, Zugotcha. Uh, so she comes out. She came out on Wednesday with uh, that elevated tent. We'll see her in the surround stakes. Race eight, number four, Durston's out of the autumn. He, uh, he comes out. Race eight, number four, Durston, a scratching. Race nine, number six, Espiona, eight, Van Giz, and 14, Moon over Alice. So race nine, take out six, eight, and 14. And uh, race 10, take out number seven, Bellatrix Black, 10, Noble Soldier, 12, Marnix, 14, Van Giz, and 15, Testator Silence, seven, 10, 12, 14, and 15, and there's still a, stay, or a number of riders to go through, races two and six, um, whether those emergencies get a start or not, we'll, uh, we'll tidy them up 
when we do indeed get to them. So a total of 23 scratchings for Randwick today uh, for English Millennium Day. Uh, Ronnie, I was sort of saying to people before, I know... You know, we see these horses walk into the yard and the theatre of the horse. I'd sort of urge people to get in the back and have a look at some of these horses, especially a horse like, like an Animo. He's, he's, um, he is the man today, Animo. He's, he's the horse that rocks up there at Ramick. He is absolutely world class. And I just can't wait to see him back at the races today. Yep, and we'll have our team down there at the stalls when he walks into the track, I'd, I'd suggest, because he can be a bit of a firecracker sometimes. Mm. You know, he's a he's a stallion. He, he he owns the track when he walks in. He knows he owns it, and sometimes he he takes a bit of uh, calming down, uh, put it that way. So you'd, you'd like to get the tick off if you're going to take the dollar 70, that yeah. uh, things are okay. And just probably one little bit of housekeeping we might have to do shortly is they got a decision to make with... Um, what was it, Genbare now? It was first emergency in the Millennium and it's in the first race as well. So uh, they're going to sort out where they want to run there with Genbare. Okay, we'll, uh, we'll keep an eye on how things play out there. Paul Snowden is joining us for a chat on race morning. G'day, Paul. Morning. Divine Glory doesn't take a place today? No, she um, got a bit of swelling over one ice today, so must have hit it last night and um, we'll save her for another day. How's the Don, Don Corleone? He, has he done well? Yeah, he has. Um, gross little bloke who he seems to do well at home and he's, he's, he's trained on lovely uh, from his nice win there, his debut run. So looking forward to hopefully going back to back today and just confirming sort of, um, you know, he's got that ability that he needs to keep improving. Um, could you, at 1100, could you see him racing a little closer in a field like this? Yeah, I think um, he'll he'll be a little bit more switched on. I feel from from his run the other day, uh, he was he was behind some nice speed um, and had a trailing position. But I think you know we just got to let James ride him the way he jumps and how how he jumps is probably how you ride him. I'm certainly if we get well again, he'll put himself in the in the first half of the field for sure. Um, race number four, this import Tazarel, he uh, was a little bit one pace, he shows speed but he was a little one pace so the extra distance should suit him today Yeah, there wasn't no tempo um, the other day first up and probably seems to be a little bit more today so off the, a nice cushy draw again he'll be in the first three or four but I, I'm anticipating he'll probably you know, be sort of in that one one spot rather than, than doing all the work up on speed Um Getting out to a, a suitable trip, second up mile. He's trained on good. Um, you know, he's a, he's a nice horse. So, again, still finding our feet with him. But um, I've got to say, I think he'll run quite well today. And um, look, I know she's a very good filly. She's a belter, but I, I thought she looked outstanding in, uh, in the prep in the uh, trial the other day. Yeah, I think um, just that little cameo performance, um, two run prep last time in, certainly still got that uh, residual fitness under her belt. Um, she didn't have a long time out. Uh, off the back of that, it was just a little freshen, obviously. But to see a trial that well, um, and she's come up so so well this preparation. It's the best we've had her. Um, hopefully, touch wood, that'll reflect in this preparation. But she's just already, she's just fully matured. Um, you'll see her in the yard today. She's got a great body condition on her, and she's just, um, you know, she's a picture of health. So hopefully, she can run up to her looks. And revolutionary misses there as well. The dry track will suit her. 
Definitely will. Um, obviously, did an outstanding job last preparation. And today, this race sort of paves the way throughout the spring if we decide to sort of keep her in this sort of grade or, or we sort of lower our sights. Um, definitely looking for a forward showing. She had three trials to get her ready for today. And um, like you say, the, ground, the dry ground is certainly going to help her. Any expectations in race five at Sandown with Sathira or Gianti Gianti? Yeah, um, so Sathira's. She's been pripped up well. We just sent her down there uh, last weekend, so she's ready to go. Um, look, she she was trolling up well, won a trial actually in the lead-up to the spring and come back and had a trigger out of one nostril, so that's the reason why she was spelled. Um, hasn't affected her in any way and, and looking forward to what she can do under race conditions. And Gianti, she's had a little bit of trouble in the barriers last preparation and of course, you're going to draw barrier one today, aren't you? So, hopefully, <laughs> she's on her best behaviour, uh, which she seems to be in, in the jump house leading into this, and, and she can. She's a quality filly, um, which probably didn't get the best to see of her last prep through those those little barrier mishaps. But um, hopefully, she's she's on her best behaviour today. Good on you, Paul. Good on you. Thank you. Good on you, thank you. We'll let him go, uh, Paul Snowden. Of course, uh, just thinking this morning, uh, I was thinking, just Ma- Mazu can't be far off returning. He's in the Rosehill Trials on Monday, so the, the big horses keep rolling out. And uh, well, Mazu's one of our proper sprinters now, Ronnie. He certainly is. He's the um, the man now. He's he's uh, hit the age where he's fully mature, and um, he'd be having his you know he's he's number one a one crack at the. I would suggest the Tab Everest this year is his main target, but there's plenty of rich pickings along the way. I suppose it's the same every carnival, but it just feels like there's a little early, early attrition rate here. We've lost She's Extreme, Joyful Fortune by the wayside. Some big names have gone before a race has been run, which is a great shame, but anyway, here's what it is, I suppose. Yep, um, I'm sure there's still plenty around, but it, it's part of the racing, isn't it? Uh, you know, horses get little injuries and setbacks, and it's part of the game. It is. I must say, Ronnie, I, I don't know uh, how many people uh, took it on, on Thursday night. Quite like your form line special that you threw at people. Was it, <laughs> it. Was it $11 for... For Kundalini and Pizarro, they've got to run top two. Was that the bet? I think. It was. Yeah, yeah. I, I thought it was a bit of value there. Um, I think they'll both uh, both run very, very well. How did Glenn go on Thursday night? Was he a little was, rusty uh, or? Look, look. Don was very good. Don was very good <laughs> when we had him last. Week. He just sits there and does his work. Very professional. Doesn't say much, but he's uh, he, he was very good. But Glenn's back now and. He's ready to go. He's ready to go. He's, he's, he's had his eight or seven weeks uh, annual leave or whatever he gets, and uh, he'd be nice and fresh today. I thought Don was, was particularly good as well. He's very uh, he's, up, he's a real up-and-comer. Yeah, no, anyway, um, Glenn, it was a strong enough showing for Glenn to, uh, to, uh, to get him back, and he'll be with us, of course, uh, after 8 o'clock as we um, dive into a terrific Sydney meeting today. Get to the races if you can. Um, beautiful day in Sydney as we... Uh, we get stuck in. Um, does Don Corleone just go and take care of business again, Ronnie? Is it as simple as that for him today? It's, it's not as simple as that as far as his, his racing pattern the other day where he got back and sat wide and rounded him up. So I just didn't see as much pressure for a two-year-old race here. So he'll want to be on his toes, but he's got the right man. He just judges the speed so well and he'll judge him how he jumps and whatever. But, uh, yeah, look, he... His win the other day was outstanding, and um, I don't think this is as strong a race unless this Cafe Millennium is very, very good, and the market says 
Um, maybe not today, but he's got talent. So, yeah, it looks his race. Okay, let's welcome in our next guest, and his name is Chris Swaller. G'day, Chris. Good morning, gentlemen. Uh, highs and lows of racing. Durston won't be there in the autumn. What a shame. Yeah, yeah he's had a tendon strain, which is not ideal, far from it. So, uh, yeah, I've got... Uh, you went down there to look at Nature Strip uh, jump out the other day. Are you, are you happy enough with him? Yeah, I'm happy, Ronnie. He's he's nice and bright. He's had a decent break since the spring, and um, similar path as what we've done in the past. So we'll be ready to go next Saturday. All right, looking forward to that today. Um, race four, your start. You got Bold Mac, a last start, confidence win for him, and Caboche resuming. Yeah, Caboche um, probably need the run you'd expect, but he's a handy horse once he's once he's fully fitting in the right races. And yeah, Bold Max draws a little more, tr- little little harder today. James gave him a perfect run from a good gate last start, so just needs a touch of luck. Okay, race five, Wrench Hand. He's, I thought his trial was okay. He's been gelded this preparation. Yeah, he's he's one that should really improve since being gelded. So um, proof will be today, but can't knock him. He's, he's been working very well, and as you say, the trial was excellent. So we're looking for a big improvement with this horse's speculation. Um, she's a little maligned, this Biona, but she this is a beautiful race for her. And 53 yeah. kilos, barrier one, it gets a lot yeah. of ticks here. Yeah, she needs to put her hand back up because she went missing in the spring. Um, no real reasons, just a few little things here and there and draws and the way races were run. So hopefully we can start the preparation off in a good good way today with a, uh, with a win, I guess. She's been right out the back in her races. Could she just hold that barrier a length or two closer? Yeah, that's, yeah that, there's no reason why she couldn't. It's, the reason she gets back is, um, is more so the barrier draws if she's drawn wide, so... There's no reason why we couldn't hold it. This looks a nice enough filly. Lazago in race six. Trial was great. Yeah, trial well. Um, and obviously, the first up win was excellent. So, from the draw, obviously, it's a high pressure race, $2 million. Um, hopefully, there's enough speed that we can just find a spot in midfield with some cover. Easy first half of the race and build momentum from there, which she certainly does well. Uh, race seven, Madame Pomery resuming off a mile group one win. Yeah, she's changed a lot since the spring. She's grown and developed. Um, I think she's she's probably more a horse that's looking for a bit further than 1,200. So, um, yeah, it's a starting point. Simple as that. Okay. Uh, just, we see, gotcha, just a temperature spike? Yeah. Oh, excuse me. <coughs> she... Um, yeah, she's quite sort of mid-morning Wednesday. Uh, we sat on it for a few hours, but it was heading in the wrong direction. So we pulled the pin, unfortunately, um, treated her. Um, that sort of masks the the problem. Mm. So the temp came straight down once she was treated. Uh, we've taken bloods Wednesday afternoon, Friday afternoon. It's almost perfect. Well, and the temperatures have been normal since Wednesday, so she'll she'll be stepping her workload up on Monday and still be on track for the surround, providing Monday's blood's perfect, which I'm expecting it to be. Okay. Uh, 
Oh, beautiful. She's uh, done talk- work too, Ronnie. Like she had two trials and, yeah. and an exhibition gallop. Yeah, so yeah, she, she looked pretty fit the other day. Straight to the surround, yeah. No, she looked great the other day. She looks so muscled right up. Um, talk to me about your first up. It's an interesting Apollo. you got Shorefire, El Bogadong, Fangirl Hinged. Um, <clears throat> I think you could separate them with Fangirl and Hinged sort of being the, the sort of horses that are best suited by the distance. Um, in particular, Fangirl is obviously brilliant in her... Her um, Golden Eagle run, so slight leaning towards her because of that. But Hinged, um, I guess, will be up close to the speed where there doesn't look a lot of it. Um, so those two would be on top. Surefire, if you won the the Lexus, um, it's a twenty four hundred metre horse, really. And El Bodegon is the unknown factor. He's a Group One winner over two thousand metres in France. Uh, he's running the cops plate is brilliant. Does he have that Australian speed now that he's been trained that way? So that's the big question over him. He could mm. be the big improver. He's hard to read because in the trials he looked like a 2,000 metre horse as well. Yeah. Funny horse. Um, yeah, I do agree with that. I guess, <clears throat> look, some horses get, get um, out of their comfort zone. I don't think he'd be that horse especially in the today's race where they don't look to go overly quick. If he could stay with them and still be travelling coming out the rise, he'd be right in the finish. Yeah. Written Beauty, uh, she's a handful. Um, jump outs in Melbourne are great. Yeah, she, she'll often take a run or two to come to, come to hand, but... Um, yeah, she's a hard one to predict, but she's certainly not the worst, so hope she's... Gets it more settles in the mid stages and puts herself in the race. I know you've worked very hard on trying to settle her, um, but this is a, this doesn't look a very fast race. So you still want to try and settle her back in the field? Yeah, yeah, yep. Yeah. Okay. Um, if you let her run, she just doesn't finish off. So she's a lot better than she was, but yeah, the draw is tricky, isn't it? Yeah. Kerr Royale, well, she could make a bit of her own luck here. Yeah, yep, she was a, a good run last start. This is a big fast rise, so that's my only concern with her. But, um, yeah, she's got a light weight, so let's hope she can run top three and get some black, black type for a value. And uh, Waterford, how forward is he today? Um, oh, he'd be normal for our horses when they resume. Um, his trials have been good, and he's done some nice work at home since the trial so he's a very good horse and hopefully that'll take him a long way so we're expecting him to run really well uh, we get a look at the Sydney form at Sandown with Cigar Flick uh, wide draw but uh, she's got talent she certainly has she she just got a bit tired first up <clears throat> so she'll be fitter and as you say the draw makes it a bit tricky but yeah she'll give us a good line as to how she measures up and obviously how the Sydney form measures up. Yeah. All the best, Chris. Uh, hopefully they all run well for you. Thanks, guys. Much appreciated. Chris, can I just, well, I won't keep you much longer. Just want to fire another couple of horses at you for the listeners. Shinzo. Right. Um, ticking along nicely. He'll run in a couple of weeks' time the skyline, 1,200 metres. Thought about the silver slipper next week, but 1,100 metres could just be a bit short. What did you make of Osipenko? 
Um, excellent. 1,200 metres was just a bit short for him. And he just got in, got sort of into an awkward spot after beginning fairly. So watch out for him once he gets to 1,400, ideally from a good draw. And he's on track for the guineas. And I'd love to have a share in no compromise. Yeah, good run fresh up. Uh, trained on well since. And hard one to place because um, we had the claim of Dylan Gibbons last start. But his next race, he's likely to carry a big weight and not able to claim. So... Realistically, a horse like him would be suited to the Sky High Stakes in about four weeks' time. Okay, excellent. Good on you, Chris. Always good to chat Thanks. race morning and good luck today. Pleasure. Thank you very much. Good on you, Chris Swallow, for a chat there. Yeah, I mean, that's uh, just talk about that Canterbury, don't we, Ronnie? Red Resistance, we'll see King's Gambit, and Shinzo was right there with them. He's pretty good, I think. Yeah, yeah, no, these two-year-olds are exciting this time of year. I thought he was on the firing range there. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, no, the two-year-olds are exciting this time of year, no doubt about it. And this year, probably more so than the past couple of years, I think. It's some, there's some beauties amongst them. Who are you, a, a golden slipper horse? Who are you, who's well, your I, number one seed at the moment? Well, and it's hard because every week it's half changes, but yeah, good change. But. It's always been Don Corleone for me, but... Um, I'm, I'm interested if this filly can put him away again today, uh, learning to fly. Um, they are dead set cooking with gas. Uh, I think Kundalini is a big improver and something else could easily put their hand up there. And then we've got obviously Barber going round at uh, Sandown today. Mm. Um, he's, he's out of sight, out of mind. He's been all the talk until these other horses have burst onto the scene. And I think we're going to have another look at King's Gambit because he did yeah. melt the other day. And, uh, and there's, there's more. There's, um, there's, it's, there's a team of them at the moment. No, it's a, it's a great time of year. Uh, Ron, we might just ease up on things there for the moment and yep. uh, let you get so organised, and we'll, we'll have a chat uh, after 8 o'clock about this Sydney form. Thanks, Richard. Thank you, Ronnie. Gan Bear will take uh, take uh, its place in the English Millennium today. So uh, Gan Bear has come out of race number one and will go to uh, to the uh, to the English Millennium, racing for $2 million. That's tab number 17 and uh, has drawn the wide gate but who cares and have a chance to run for $2 million, you're going to be there. He's a Maurice Colt, so we just await a rider for Gan Bear. Managers on the phone all around the place trying to trying to um, get their, their person aboard Gan Bear. So Gan Bear comes out of race number one and will go to the English Millennium with Divine Glory as scratching at around 7.25 this morning. So at around about 9 to 8, let's uh, go to Sydney and tidy up the, the scratchings in in their entirety now, where there are a total of 33. Good four. Beautiful day for racing in Sydney today. 33 scratchings at Ramwick. 5.26 is the penetrometer. I'm sure Glenn Munsey will give us an update as to how that compares from last week and previous penos as well. Race one at Ramwick. Take out one. King's Gambit, four, Ganbear, six, Los Padres, and 11, Facile. One, four, Six and eleven from race one. Race two, take out your emergencies here. Fifteen, not too bad. Sixteen, Smilitia. Seventeen, Lights on the Hill. Eighteen, Radagast. Nineteen, King Kikau. And twenty, Garrett Road. So race two at Randwick, take out fifteen, sixteen, seventeen. 
18, 19 and 20. Race 3, scratch 6 for Miko, 11, Miss Kajiki, 12, Headwall and 17, our Kobe son. 6, 11, 12 and 17 from race 3. Race four, take out three Bullfinch, five Major Artie, and ten Frumos. Three, five, and ten out of race four. Race five, scratch number four, Swats That, and nine, Written Beauty, four and nine from race five. Race six, scratch 12, Divine Glory, 18, Chasing a Quid, 19, Chevron, and 20, Chop the Ice. Uh, 12, 18... 19 and 20 from race six. Race seven, scratch number three, Zoo Gotcha. Race eight, number four, Durston comes out. And we've got a race nine, scratch six, Espiona, eight, Van Giz, and 14, Moon, uh, Moon over Alice. Six, eight, and 14 from race nine. And race 10, take out number seven, Bellatrix Black, 10, Noble Soldier, 12, Marnix, 14, Van Giz, and 15, Testator Silence. So we await a riders there. Race one, number five, Chevron. And race six, number 17, Gan Bear. We'll just keep an eye on uh, who picks up the ride in the big $2 million race. Nastra Willa will ride Gan Bear. Race six, number 17, put one Nastra Willa down beside that horse. Gets his chance with Nash on board, riding in great form. Uh, no doubt about that. Let's go to Newcastle Racing today. Eight races to get through at Newcastle. Good four. Rails out nine metres the entire. Good two or race that starts the day at Newcastle. But we have uh, 26 scratchings at Newcastle. Race one, take out two sparkingly and seven, one kind. Two and seven from race one. Race two, take out four, Clendenning. Seven, Spinster Girl. And 12, Les Girls. Four, seven, 12 from race two. Race three clear. Race four, scratch 13, Red Van, and 14, Spirit of Storm. 13 and 14 from race four. Race five, out comes one by nine, six last hand, eight Grecian Lass, 11 Crit- uh, or Citric, I should say, and 12, Bridget Wenlock. One, six, eight, 11 and 12 out of race five. Race six, scratch 10, True Valentine, 11, Bel Suono, and 15, Turnaround Time. 10, 11, 15 from race six. Race seven, scratch three, Alaski, six, biscuit, uh, Sweet Biscuit, seven, Velvet Haze, eight, Thomas Lava, 13, Lady Fraulein, and 14, Chow You Know. Three, six, seven, eight, 13, and 14 from race seven. Race 8, scratch 1, Baroque Road, 12, Flying Destiny, 13, Pad Thai, 14, Safano, and 15, uh, Joey's Chance. 1, 12, 13, 14, and 15 coming out of Race 8 at Newcastle today. Let's uh, take our uh, scratchings to uh, Sandown in Melbourne today. CFO Stakes Day, Blue Diamond Preludes and that kind of thing. It's a great day uh, in Melbourne today. Mark Hunter will join us after nine o'clock for his form, and Munns will hang around for the prizes. Just a total of eight scratchings there uh, for Sandown today. Races one and two are clear. Race three, take out number six, Scorsese. Race four, scratch four, Remedies and nine, Furoshi. Four and nine out of race four. 
Race five, scratch three, Wolverine, and 14, Prairie Flower. Uh, three and 14 from race five at Sandown. Races six and seven are clear. Race eight, put the pen through four, Surefire. Race nine, out comes seven, Bright Diamond, and 10, Netanyahu. So seven and 10 from race nine. Just the eight scratchings there. Out of uh, out of Sandown today, we'll go to racing out of Dooman today. A little uh, still just not quite there for final scratching time, but nine races Dooman tracks a good four. The rail is true the entire good four at Sandown as well. If we're missed to mention that good four Sandown, good four Dooman today. Uh, nine races. 30 scratchings. Penetrometer, 5.84. 30 scratchings. Race 1, take out 1, Mashani Raider. 5, Saxon Brave. 9, Crimson Warning. 10, Cryptic Sound. And 14, Gold and Glamorous. 1, 5, 9, 10 and 14 from race one at Doombin. Race two, take out two, Brilliant Concept and 13, Hell of a Deal. Two and 13 from race two. Race three, scratch three, Merry Me. Four, Baloo. Nine, Bull Dimple. 12, Hell of a Deal. And 13, Kenny Singh. Three, four, nine, 12 and 13 from race three. Race four, scratch nine, Rose of Dewporth. Race five, scratch seven, Nikki's Fling. Race six, out comes four, Crips tonight, and ten, Mink Star. Four and ten from race six. Race seven, scratch two, more Doyle. Eight, Coco Rocks. Nine, Bow Ideal. Eleven, I Promise You. Thirteen, Alpha Go. Fourteen, Dark Horse. And seventeen, Groove in the Moo. Two, eight, nine, 11, 13, 14, 17. That's from race seven at Dooman. Race eight, take out three Last Chance and eight Irish Songs. Three and eight from race eight. Race nine, scratch three, Brad. Seven, Magic Charlie. Ten, Rogue Rocker. Twelve, French Marine. And 14, Atlantic King. Three, seven, 10, 12, and 14 from race nine. Tidying up details there at Dooman this morning. Let's go to Morpherville today. Uh, nine races, Morpherville. Tracks a good four. Rails at four metres the entire. 14 scratchings at the moment. And race one is cleared. Race two, scratch four, just chipping away. Race three is clear. Race four, scratch one, hidden legend. Three, Prairie Fire. Five, Jean Valjean. And ten, Tom the Star. One, three... Five and ten from race four. Race five, scratch ten, Munster. Race six, out comes eleven, Sandbuck. Thirteen, Wine from Tears. And fourteen, Little Piper. So race six, Morpherville, scratch eleven, thirteen and fourteen. Race seven, take out ten, does it. Race eight, out comes three, Hanadi. Six, Takaya. And eleven, Flurio Flipper. 3, 6, and 11 from race 8. Race 9, scratch 1, Ammo more. They are the 14 scratchings for uh, Morfittville Racing today. Tick before 8 o'clock. Uh, we can get into the Sydney form early-ish, which is good. There's a lot to talk about. It's a Polo Stakes Day, English Millennium Day at Ramwick. A break on the other side. Ron Duffersy is joined by Brad Gray and Glenn Munsey. We'll have a good look at a great program at Ramwick today. Break and back with more. 
unleash your racing side at Silver Slipper Stakes Day. This summer race day promises a day of entertainment, world-class hospitality and top quality racing leading into the 2023 Longines Golden Slipper. February 18, Rose Hill Gardens. Tickets from $17. Book now at theracers.com.au. Tab has racing offers on tap this Saturday. Fixed odds on races 1 to 6 at Randwick, Sandown and Doombin. And if you run second or third, get a bonus bet back up to $50. That's bonus bets back for running second or third on 18 races across three tracks this Saturday with Tab. For racing on Tab, download the Tab app. Excludes WA residents. First online fixed odds win bet only. T's and C's and website. Gamble responsibly. Call Gamblers Help 1800 858 858. Get down to Canberra this March 11 to 13 for the Canberra Racing Carnival, the ideal trip away for friends, family and punters clubs, with three big events in three days across the Canberra Day Long Weekend. Featuring the Tab Canberra Cup Calcutta on Saturday, hosted by myself, Dave Stanley and Luke Marlow, the 50th anniversary of the Black Oval Stakes on Sunday and the Tab Canberra Cup Race Day on the Monday. It's a special weekend of racing. Visit thoroughbredpark.com.au. a forklift? Don't just get a forklift, get a Toyota forklift. Toyota is the world's number one forklift brand with a great range of pallet jacks, walkie stackers and reach forklifts right up to their leading Toyota counterbalance forklifts. Legendary reliability and safety with cleaner, greener electric options. Toyota can tailor the right forklift solution for you. It's all part of the Toyota forklift advantage. For more, visit toyotamaterialhandling.com.au Get a Toyota forklift Only place to catch the very best equine superstars from around the globe. First time, every time is right here. Live and exclusive across the Sky Racing Network. Racing HQ, brought to you by Darwin Racing, the best show on sand. Welcome back to the show. Two minutes past eight. Lovely to have you with us. Sky One of uh, Sky might have moved on to some uh, racing commitments somewhere this morning. So if you've gone across there, good luck with that. Sky Thoroughbred Central. Uh, the radio, wherever you're listening, let's, uh, let's, well, it's almost time to get stuck into some Sydney form talk. I'm sure one man has done the form and more hopes, thing, hopes the meeting goes pretty smoothly. And as a, as a quiet time in the room today is Chairman of Stewards, Steve Rowland. G'day, Steve. Hello, Richard. All, uh, always had $2 million, $2 million races and as jockeys' rooms, maybe, maybe a touch more on edge than normal today, but a bit to race for. Yes, well, yeah, there's a lot at stake, isn't there? Um, but uh, oh, most of the jockeys are conditioned to riding in these big races pretty frequently now. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. It's uh, you know, getting used to uh, the prize money is amazing, and they are getting used to it and handling the pressure that comes with it. Great program, I'm sure. There are there are some horses there, Steve, that have, have appeared in recent reports. Might have been unlucky or whatever, but uh, let us know uh, some horses today that have jumped out to you and the team. Uh, Richard, only two today. Um, race nine, number 13, Poker Curry. It, at its last start, um, as we know, she's that, the mare has a, a quite a strong finishing burst, but at the 350 had to be checked when a runner shifted out to its inside. And Alicia Collett told us that day that the mare just lost momentum and didn't close off as strongly as, as she normally would and also felt that the soft five track was slightly against her on that day. So that might be worth bearing in mind. And race 10, number eight, Kanazawa. We did question Dylan Gibbons regarding his riding. Um, settled probably a pair further back than he initially intended. And then the circumstances of the race 
resulted in Kanazawa sort of being dragged back through the field and uh, straightening near the rear of the field and then um, when shifting out to obtain clear running near the 350 bump with another runner became unbalanced and before closing off well. So uh, Kanazawa um, uh, circumstances of the race went against it last start. Okay. Good on you, Steve. Always good to chat. Race morning. Good luck today. Likewise, Richard. Good on you, Steve Ralton, uh, Chairman of Stewards there. He and the team will be out there making sure things uh, run as smoothly as they can for Apollo Stakes Day. Almost five past eight. Let's rip into this Sydney form. Ten races to get through. Can't wait to uh, hear the thoughts of the guys. I speak of Ron, Brad and Duff. Ron, uh, Welcome back. Great time of year. So many good horses to touch on here. Oh, my word. So, yeah, we've got plenty of time to give this meaning what it deserves, plenty of time, and uh, interesting, interesting to see what's happened with the markets uh, the last 24 hours as well. Brad Gray's done the form. He's uh, going to give us his thoughts. Brad, a very good morning to you on Apollo Stakes Day, English Millennium Day. Yeah, good morning, guys. A bit of everything today. We've got the two-year-olds, we've got the big guns returning, we've got plenty of odds on favourites, and just before I move on, guys, if I may, just I'm largely a pretty private person, but I want to make mention of my late nan, Dorothy Dot, uh, who we recently lost at the ripe old age of 96, said our farewells there on Thursday, and she has a lot to answer for because she was the one who took me to the Bankstown Trots as a kid. From there, I was hooked, the betting, the cheering, and obviously my first exposure to the great game, so yeah, <laughs> RIP nan. Good on you, Dot. Lovely Check words. Good on you, Dottie. Lovely words. Um, uh, yeah, condolences to to you and the family. Brad, sad news, but what a what a great great age, uh, Dot. Ninety six was a good knock. Oh, it's absolutely, out, that is outstanding. She, she saw it all. Um, Glenn Munsey is back for the autumn. All these tab prices, where the money is going. Some good horses to bet on today, Muns. Good morning to you. Oh, he's not there. I thought he was there. He's, he's muted himself already, has he? Oh, well, this is a little black mark early, Ronnie. I yeah, mean, well, well, ring Don. He'll be he'll be on the on the wall. <laughs> he's, he's feeding the dogs. <laughs> or hells, give hells half a chance. He'll come yep. on. Yep. Anyway, um, uh, on these prices, I'm not sure Munns will elaborate, Ronnie. But I mean, you know. Animo likely starts in the red. In secret, likely starts in the red. Do, do Tab risk these horses in any way, shape today? Well, if they're ever going to risk them, uh, it's got to be today first up at that price. Um, because, you know, they've got big grand finals, not today. Uh, they're still good enough and I'm sure they're ready. Uh, but there's little map issues with, I'd suggest both. If she comes out a little slow again in, in secret and then Animo will... Do they want to be positive with him? It's a, it's a messy little race that one, as far as the map concerned. So the two best horses, but they are the best. Pro- uh, are very short, and they're early in their preparation, and and uh, you know and we're going to check on Animo to see how he he, he gets to the races and behave he behaves himself. But yeah, look, they're two top class horses. They're going to be very popular no matter what. He's just uh, he's had the IT department get onto things. I think he's there now. Good day, Munns. Morning, Richard. Morning, Ronnie, Brad, uh, and uh, listeners. Uh, for some reason, Richard, I'm, I'm watching the TV here, but um, I had my TV six minutes behind, so I'm just losing <laughs> along here at the moment. Uh, I, don't know, I, I don't know why I would have wound the back or anything. And then the phone rings, and I've got, Steve, you ready to go? I said, yeah, yeah. He's only doing the scratchings at the moment. He said, scratchings. He said, we're finished. We're ready to go. You're living in the so, past, um, Glenn. <laughs> well, no, it's, it's hard to break a holiday mode, Richard, as you know, but... Um, no, 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 we'll be sweet. We'll be sweet. I've seen things just to start before and still win. All right. 
Let's start, shall we? Let's start. The Coolmore Piero Plate will get things going today, the first of 10 races at 20 minutes past 12. And, um, again, some pretty important prize money to try and get to the Golden Slipper. What's happening here with Don Corleone? Uh, Munns, the favourite, clear favourite, I'd imagine, for the Piero Plate. Yeah, we'll start with the scratching first of all in King's Gambit. The deduction there, 17 cents a win and 13 cents a place. Don Corleone is our favourite. Odds on at $1.60. Roussillon at $21. Ganbear is out. It runs in the English. Five cents a win and six cents a place. Chevron at $26. Los Padre is out. Three cents a win and one cent a place. High King at 19 Razors back at the races today with the Winkers off at 21 Cafe Millennium, first starter. Interesting runner at $11. Remedies is a $10 chance. Facile Scratch runs in the English, no deduction. Empress of Wonder, Ryan Maloney, a half kilo over at this stage. It's going to be a good effort from uh, uh, him at $5.50. Bonding is a $34 chance. Well, it's all about the Don here. Um, you could have had $2.10 on Thursday when King's Gambit came out, and since then we've lost Ganbear and lost Padre, so another $0.08 cents off that. You're still doing a lot better than taking the $1.60 that he is at the moment. Nothing really backed with any great confidence to beat him about eight times the amount of money on him than Empress of Wonder on the second line of uh, support at this stage and a long gap to Razors who is uh, the third pick. Speed wise well we've obviously lost Gambar which takes a a little bit of sting out of this race. Remedies, we know she's a, a fast galloper in her own right. I thought the debutante bonding would take advantage of the low gate. And the big question mark is Don Corleone. Can he take advantage of a middle draw and a lack of speed here? Maybe it doesn't matter. But going back through his trials and his debut, he was really pushed along to hold a spot. So if he can park midfield, obviously you'd be pretty happy with yourself taking the $1.60. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You'd um, like to see him take up some sort of a position here because it's like you said, it's not a fast two-year-old race. Um, yeah, you've got to have him on top. He's uh, he created a huge impression there after those questionable trials, I must say. Uh, this preparation, but the Blickers did the trick. They switched him on. Eleven hundred should should suit him better, and he'll be hard to beat. Um, I think High King's a good value Quinella horse. He ran in the same race as Don Corleone. I know he, he was beaten five lengths, but it should have been two and a half at least. Um, he just got held up at a vital stage there, and uh, he finished off quite nicely. His, his trials prior to that were quite solid, so I, I thought he could be a little value multis chance. Cafe Millennium has really caught my eye. Big, strong, moving horse. And I uh, would have liked to see a little bit more support for him, but he's an improver for sure. And Empress of Wonder, well, she, at least she's running the right sort of races. And we know she's very, very strong and should be coming with a, a big finish. Uh, the big straights of Ramwick should suit her. Razors is the other one I've always had a, a little opinion of. I just want to see... Um, Watch how he parades and looks today. But two, seven, nine, and twelve. Two, twelve, ten, and nine for me. To Don Corleone, no surprises there. Pretty straight, but uh, he's one of the best two-year-olds I've seen so far, isn't he? So you want to see him do it, do it twice, and hopefully we get that opportunity today. So the best part about his race, of course, was just his finish. So expecting to be saving, savaging the line once more. He's in good hands there. Peter and Paul Snowden, James McDonald doing the steering. So everything aligns for him to. 
To justify the short quote, 12, Empress of Wonder. I thought she was a shade disappointing there, the Gold Coast. Maybe she was just tight in there at the wrong point. She was six weeks between runs, but her run behind Charmstone at Flemington was fantastic, and she backed that up at Eagle Farm in the Calway Gale coming from well back in the field. She can take advantage of a low draw for the first time in her career. Ten, Remedies. Will she be strong enough at the end here? 1,100 metres with a few handy ones breathing down her neck? I don't know, but at least she's going to put herself in the right spot. And I've got the debutant in there as well, Cafe Millennium. A little glimpse of something there in the trials, so inclined to keep him safe. 2, 12, 10 and 9. Uh, the Don for Darren as well. Darren Flindell calls all the action. Darren will be with us for behind the gates after 10 o'clock as well. Fire in your questions for Darren and Brad. But uh, Don Corleone for Darren, two to beat number seven, High King, 12, Empress of Wonder, and nine, Cafe Millennium, two, seven, 12, and nine. Darren's numbers in the first on the day. Let's get on to race two at Rambit this afternoon. Come from far and wide as always. Munns race two is the Tab Highway at Class 3 this week over the 1,800 metres. Yeah, and we start with the King of Spades here, who's our favourite in a wide betting race at five. Lord de Sanamo is a $19 chance. Epic Ranger with the earmuffs pre-race and the blinkers come off, it's a $7.50 chance. Race against time at $41. Do this all day. A nearside bubble checker on, a nose roll on, and the blinkers come off and it is a $51 chance. Mr. Razzle Dazzle with the blinkers on at $23. Mr. Severino is a $7 chance. Bayako at $14. Spitfire at $15. The Hungarian at $11. Tribute King at 23 You are King at $10. Master of Rewards is a $14 chance, and Amaranth is at $6. Scratched all the emergencies, no deductions taken for any of those. Most popular runner here at this stage is uh, King of Spades, albeit it's $4.20 out to $5 in the market here. Second pick is Mr. Severino. A best of $8 after going up $7.50 is now $7. Uh, third pick is Amaranth, a stablemate to King of Spades. It went up a $10 chance. Got into a short as 5.50 is now 6 and 4th pick would be You Are King who's been 10 out to 11 back into 10 Speed, it's a little bit up in the air 1800 metre highway, King of Spades he marches forward from the gate you've got race against time, won't be far away You Are King, do this all day they look the most four likely uh, to take up the running and I think Epic Ranger can be considerably closer here, kind of got sped out the back last time he just parks in behind the speed duff yeah, I can't recall ever seeing a highway with no scratchings, <laughs> um, ever. Uh, so, look, I, I'm going with Mr Reliable here, King of Spades. Uh, he just, he jumps, he throws himself into a position. Um, last time he had a crack at this uh, track and distance, he was nosed out there. So, And I think he's at the top of his game and should be in the finish again. Uh, I'm not a big fan of wide draws at the 1,800 metre start, but, uh, look, I'll... I'll Hopefully he gets across with it. Not too many issues here. I think um, Mr Severino, from that good draw, he's had a month fresh and since a good second up run, so I'm anticipating this has been a plan to give him the month and straight to this race. Uh, 14, Amaranth. Uh, look, she... He's probably ready now in her own right. She's a stable mate of the top weight and uh, another champion thoroughbreds horse. And she's had uh, good support last time to beat the stable mate as well and didn't have a lot of luck. An epic range, another one, good draw. Uh, just the map horse here looks uh, uh, pretty well set up after uh, should have finishing closer last time. One, seven, fourteen, and three in your typical highway.
Yeah, I'm with him, Epic Ranger. Just leaning on getting that map right. I do like the booking of Tim Clark today. So I've gone 3, 14, 1 and 8. All coming through that same form reference, or at least the top three here I've got. So 3, Epic Ranger. Just camps in behind the speed. In that King of Spades race last night where he got pipped by Eastern Glow, they absolutely crawled in front. It sounds like an understatement. So those that got back in the field just had no chance. He lost his momentum at a couple of stages there, and I thought all being equal, he actually did well to finish as close as he did. The same can be said for Amaranth. I thought the market would potentially miss her. It certainly didn't. I think $10 was bet straight into what $8. Now we're looking at $6. So that's short enough, but she's hard to beat. One King of Spider, what you see is what you get. And I've thrown in Bayako. Now, if you didn't see his first up win there, it was an mm. absolute beauty. He's going to see all of them turning for home, but he came from last at Grafton, rounded them up first up 1,700 metres, and he looks to be heading the right way. 3.14, 1 and 8. Darren's with number one here, King of Spades, to beat 14 Amaranths. Puts uh, number seven, Mr. Severino, in for third. Number nine, Spitfire there for fourth. One fourteen seven nine for Darren in race number two. Race three is a very competitive midway today. Benchmark 72 here, Munns, over the flying 1,000 metres. Race three. And we start with Depth That Varies, who's a $14 chance. We've got Oakfield Twilight at 61. Expresso is $11. Conceited, a $23 chance. Prince Invincible at $23. Fumico is a scratching for Christian Buchanan. Three cents a win and three cents a place. Hard to say. $3.10 and that price makes it favourite. Mabel is there as a $13 chance. Bartoselli at 12 Goofy Mick at 21 Miss Kajiki out no deduction. Over to Headwall is out 13 cents a win and 12 cents a place. Nikki Song at $23. Vegas Raider at $7.50. Budwar at $23. And another Cognac at $4.60. Our Kobe's son is a scratching for Angela Davies. I saw it's entered somewhere else uh, in the next few days. Uh, it is out 10 cents a win and 10 cents a place. Uh, most popular runner here is hard to say. Uh, well, the scratchings uh, have cut this race about because, uh, well, Headwall and our Kobe son were hard in the market here. Uh, so a best of $4.80. Um, it was $3.50 uh, before Headwall came out this morning, so made three ten there. Uh, it's the most popular runner. Has more than double the investment on the second pick, which at this stage is depth that varies. Now, you've got, to, um, you've got a bit of value because you, it was still 15, it was $15 with Headwall in the race, and when Headwall came out, they left at $15, uh, and it's a $14 chance now. Third pick would be down to another Cognac, um, and then go back up to Espresso. There's your top four in the midway. It's an interesting map, this one, guys, because a 1,000 metre, obviously, a 1,000 metre speed is different to 1,200 metre speed. You're looking at horses like Bartoselli, Oakfield, Twilight, Budwar, who have no trouble leading over 1,200, 1,300 metres. 1,000 metres, is that different? I'm not too sure. Prince Invincible potentially can cross a lot of them. Espresso won't be too far away, hard to say. Bit of a tricky gate from out there. So I think it's a map that's open for interpretation a little bit. Yeah, I agree. Um, Headwall runs Kenzo on Wednesday. Um, look, I've just had to throw up the stumps with depth that varies here. Uh, he's had a month freshen, back to a 1,000, where he's won five races at a 1,000 metres, so we know he, he relishes the, uh, the distance factor. And you go back three starts, he beat a pretty good field up pretty well. So he was he got in, went into a race he couldn't win last start, that Maria Mia race, and then prior to that, he was beaten a length in a, you know, a, a Saturday um, 78. So... 
I'm, I'm nor here nor there with this race. Some of these out of maiden class. So he'll do me at the odds. Um, I think another cognac is the danger. He's just drawn in the middle there perfectly, uh, ready to pounce late here at this lot. Seven, hard to say. Uh, no knock. Um, very dominant. I don't know what to think of that race the other day at Sunshine Coast, but I must say he, he put a gap in them looking good. And Expresso gets a nice little map here and should settle better at 1,000 metres and run well. Um, yeah, do your best here. One sixteen seven and 3. Yeah, it's a bit like that. It's a race where you can't help but look a little bit wide. I've done the same thing. I've gone five Prince Invincible, five, one, ten, and 16. I think his form last preparation was a little bit hidden in the fact that he found a couple of heavy tracks. That's not, not necessarily his go. If he can cross and lead here, get into his rhythm, I think he gives a sight. A good track key. Whether he's a genuine 1,000-metre horse, maybe not. 1,100 metres is probably perfect, but every time he's won, he's led. So I'm hoping that the Tandle bar's down. Catch me if you can. One depth that varies is certainly in the mix. Uh, Duff mentioned as to as to why. I haven't got too much more to add. 1,000-metre specialist, well-placed in his grade. I thought 10 Goofy Mick had some kind of knockout claims. He was fantastic first up there off a lengthy spell. Uh, that was at Taree, albeit there is more depth here. And they had no luck whatsoever at Warwick Farm. So he might be one that's just slipped the net. And 16, another cognac. Best of the rest, 5-1, 10 and 16. Uh, numbers here for Darren in the midway this afternoon. Seven on top for Darren, hard to say. To beat number 16, another cognac. Uh, puts 13, Nikki Song in for third. And one depth that varies, 7, 16, 13, 1. If you're watching us on Sky Thoroughbred Central and we are not back... Well, there's no point in me telling you that because you're not hearing me. Uh, turn the radio on because there's a little drama uh, with our Sky Thoroughbred Central desk. Best for that to happen now and not during race day, I would think. But anyway, never mind. Turn the wireless on and we'll go into race number four this afternoon. And uh, this will be the $1 million English pink bonus handicap. Great to have Yvonne Sampson on our show earlier. And Munn's a benchmark 88 here for race four. They're going over the Ramwick Mile. Yes, and uh, hasn't this race changed a lot? Uh, it's been a little bit of a poison chalice here to be one of the favourites because uh, all you've uh, happened to you is you've been scratched. Uh, Ascension is our toppy here, and it is a $6 chance. At the Baskin, back at the races, is an $8 chance. Bullfinch, not there. 14 cents a win and 13 cents a place. Bold Mac is our favourite now at $3.60. Majorati out, it's in in Brisbane. 18 cents a win and 13 cents a place. Ruby Tuesday at $7.50. Kabosh at $20. $21. Bazooka is a $7 chance. King Rattel's at 5 Frumos not there. $0.08 a win and $0.08 a place. And Tazarel is a $7.50 chance. Well, of those that are left, uh, the most popular runner is Bold Mac. And probably the J-Mac factor there. They've defaulted to J-Mac. Uh, it is double the investment on King Rattel. He's just out slightly this morning. $4.80 out to $5. Third pick, we go back to the toppy in Ascension. Uh, and unchanged at $6 so far today and then Ruby Tuesday who's got a little trim 8 to seven fifty, and of course the uh, part of the prize money earned by Ruby Tuesday will go to the Breast Care uh, Foundation as it has done since she had her first run in a race. And Ruby, I think, won't be too far away here. I know she can be a little bit hit and miss at the start, but if she jumps on terms, getting out to 1,600 metres, uh, she's right there. I've got Ascension as the default leader now from Barrier 1. Tazarel, he showed good speed on his Australian debut, 1,400 metres, so he's going to be putting himself in the first couple as well, Duff. Yeah, geez, there's some chances here. Uh, heaps of chances. I'm a bit upset tipping King Rattel just through his recent consistency and his Ramwick form and, and no weight on his back, getting cover... 
uh, from barrier two here. I think he's going to be strong late, obviously. I'm wary of Athabaskan. Uh, second prep in uh, uh, Australia. He did more than enough in the Rosehill Cup at his only run and each trial was acceptable. Um, you would think he'd be better than a benchmark 88 horse, so he can't do anything bar sprint well. Fresh here. He's not really one of mine, Bold Mac, but he goes in um, with the confidence of winning last start. I'm not 100% sold that he runs a mile right out. And Ascension, good push around for Ascension. Ascension, At least you know he's going to put himself in the race from barrier one and he comes out of a benchmark 100 last start. Um, I'm wary of uh, the bottom one, Tazaral, uh, as well. Nine, two, four and one. Yeah, this is tricky. I've gone with Ascension just on the basis that I know where he's going to be. He probably finds himself in front. This could be a battle of tactics. Comes back from deeper races than this. I like that form reference behind pounding and corner pocket. Now, looking at his replays, he's probably not blessed with a turn of foot. So if he can get out on top of the speed and just keep whacking away out in front, I think he has to give a sight here. 11, Tazarel. I was hot on his chances there first up. I was left out a little bit flat after the race, but... Going back and watching the replay, he wasn't too bad. He was just out-sprinted there, 1,400 metres. So he is a 2,000-metre prospect. He'll be better suited here. And again, a lack of speed. He's got to be considered for Bold Mac. Not the same setup as last time out, as Duff did touch on. bit tricky here uh, where he finds himself in the run. But obviously, he's going well and he's got his tail in the air on the back of a win there last start. And King Rattel, I've got in as the fourth pick. One eleven, four and 9. Uh, 11 on top for Darren Flindell here. 11, uh, Tazarel to beat four, Bold Mac. Puts number two at the Baskin in for third and uh, uh, number one uh, as uh, Ascension. So Darren's numbers here for race four, 11, four, two and one. 11, four, two and one. Into the stakes races now we go. Race five, the Diwali Thoroughbreds Southern Cross Stakes. Group three quality here, Muns. And we're going over the 1,200 metres. Some, uh, some pretty fast and decent horses going around here. Yeah, Hard Empire is the first one we're going to look at, who's a $26 chance. Mr. Mozart at $6. Gravina is a $4.80 chance. What's that out? It runs later. Six cents a win and seven cents a place. Quantico at $6. Stampy is a $34 chance. Titanium Power at $4.40. Ranch Hand back as a gelding today, and it is a $13 pop. Written Beauty is out, runs uh, uh, in another race there. Six cents a win and seven cents a place. Espiona our favourite at $4, and Testator Silence is a $23 chance. Well, there is $112 at the moment between Espiona and Titanium Power as the best-supported runner, and they are half the investment on the race between them. Uh, they are clearly ahead of the rest of the field here. In fact, double the investment on the third pick, which is Gravina, and it's double the investment on the fourth pick, which is Ranch Hand. Titanium Power is your leader, Mr. Mozart. Not far away, albeit he's going to be a little bit better over further than 1,200 metres. And the race in New South Wales speed maps have already flagged a bit of intent there from Stampy with the option to be further forward, uh, stepping up in distance here. Yeah, I thought Stampy would be further forward after contesting 900,000 metre races as well. But I've got no issue tipping Espiona here. I think this is the... Uh, a very suitable for race for her with 53 kilos on her back from barrier one in a small field. Uh, yep, um, getting $4 in a field like this, yeah, I've I, I got no issues at all. I've got her on top. 
Uh, Mr Mozart and Quantico are both huge queries here. The, the, their issue is they're too good a price. There's no support at all for them. Uh, but Mr Mozart, you know what you're going to get from him. There's a good run, a good, honest, tough run. He did run third in the Theo Marks first up last preparation, so a yard market watch for him, likewise with Quantico, nearly a year off. But he's had two trials. He just would like to see him have a little bit tougher trial the other day, running to dead ends. Uh, but... Just keep an eye on him late. Um, see if the dogs are barking late about Quantico. And Gravina, yeah, he's got a chance. And just that little edge off the track, probably not going to be there by this race. That's probably what he needed. Uh, Ranch Hand's the other one. You just feel a bit of stable confidence that he's come back well as a gilding. Uh, I like 10, 10, 2, 5 and 3. Yeah, there's a number of different ways you can go here. Two, five, three, and eight. I've gone to Mr. Mozart. I've always been a bit of a fan of this horse. He was brilliant. First up, last preparation, where he kind of threw the race away in terms of over racing a little bit of Theo March. Yet there, he still was punching away just to be beaten in a, in a narrow finish. So, yep, he's on top of the odds. Five Quantico. If he's ready, if he's not a little bit ring rusty, he's going to give this race a shake. I know the stable have always had him. Uh, huge, huge wraps on him, and the last time we saw him, he did start single-figure odds in a new market. Obviously, all went a bit pear-shaped, but if he's back and ready to rumble, look out late. Three, Gravina, what you see is what you get. If any of these do stub their toe, he's going to be there to take advantage. Very honest horse, runs to his level, maps to get the run of the race. Yeah, and eight, Ranch Hand. He's the one that I keep having a, a second glance at. So he resumes a gelding, and you go back through his form, and a lot of his first-up runs in the past have been among the best in his career. So he does interest me here on a dry track. Two, five, three, and eight. Uh, just before I'll give you Darren's numbers, he actually makes five. Quantico, his best bet of the day. Uh, Ronnie, uh, Tobin, Trent Edmonds. No one's talking about Hard Empire again. They'd love to come down here and <laughs> repeat the dose of big odds. Not again. <laughs> well, he's Stranger had, uh, things have happened. Well, he's had one, one, one run at the track and distance and one on missile stakes. And he wasn't, he wasn't too bad there at the Gold Coast. So, yeah, I'm not saying no. $41 was overs when they went up. I know that. <laughs> Anyway, let's uh, see how he goes today. Uh, numbers here for Darren. Five, Quantico, his best bet of the day. To beat number 10, Espiona. Two, Mr. Mozart. And three, Gravina. So it's five, ten, two and three uh, for race five for Darren. Again, yes, we are off Sky Thoroughbred Central for the moment. Um, our, our IT team here working feverishly to get things going again. Team, and they turned I, I, off. I tell a lie. I tell a lie. <laughs> We're throwing our lead to IT man, and he'll be here shortly. I had some IT issues during the week, and I must admit, the young uh, gentleman that did uh, help me out on Thursday was excellent. It's nice, it's, way, but it helps really nicely. Does, nice does he work weekends? Or? No, if you're kidding, <laughs> There's a few, uh, the, yeah, our studio's next to us here. There's a few uh, shaking of heads and mystified looks, but anyway, they'll I'll work out. I bet you those spring stars are getting a run. Oh, I, just, <laughs> I, just, I, just saw, I just saw a promo on Darren Flindell. That's how good we are. We are oh, going, well, you so. wouldn't believe it that Where the spring stars they, they just played was <laughs> Animo winning the Wink Stakes first up last time in. Mm. And today's um, Apollo is basically a rerun of that race. Well, the pup's not happy. Yeah. Oh, well, it's good to see Marley. You know, she got a run on Wednesday, but she's missed, you know, missed out for a few weeks. But uh, she likes to have her Saturday viewers uh, to make sure she's going okay. Yeah. So she just don't know, don't chew the phone cable. No, no Decent contributor. So uh, some uh, people say she contributes more than I do. They might be on the money. Voice in yet, On the money. Beg your pardon, Brad. I said, have you popped the invoice in yet for, for the little the little dog, little Marley? 
Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I'll try and get an earn somehow. I'm just trying to work it into expenses. You'll be back on sale this entry soon. Have we found that, have we found yeah, that the vision, Ron? tax deduction now. No, I'm yeah. still working on that. I'm still working on that. It's in the National Film and Television Archive. Uh, you know, all the major Australian television events are in there. Did you get a pick of the board or did you get to the first gift shop in front? How no, I led early. I led early and went to the gift shop. And uh, I actually bought, uh, they had dog food on, which is quite apt at the moment with uh, owning a dog that's barking at a, an ad with, uh, for Livermore Biowormer on at the moment. Uh, I had a pick of the board and led and they, and they had dog food. And, and, and I, so I bought the dog food. And I said to Glenn Ridge, I said, well, Glenn, I don't actually have a dog, so why don't you give us uh, some money and I can buy a dog and use this dog food? And he said, right, well, I'll give you $100 cash as well. Now, this is back in the 80s. So, um, so I got the hundred in cash. I retailed the dog food for a hundred and fifty uh, to to my sister-in-law, and it had a kennel and something else. So I made two hundred and fifty on the deal, which wasn't a bad day's wages. Uh, the guts of forty years ago. Did, did they just did they just get away from you in the mad minute? Is that what happened? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I knocked up late. Well, it was a long trip. You had to fly to Melbourne and then stand around for three quarters of the day waiting for your turn to go on. Uh, but no, I, everyone, I didn't everyone else in the far. same boat. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know that, but I didn't get beat far, but it was a, a great experience. Uh, we're working on that uh, that vision, and we have people at Channel 9 that can sort us out there. I've still uh, got the pin, <laughs> the Sale of the Century pin. Do you? Jeez. Exciting. Well, what a lead-in to a $2 million <laughs> English Millennium Race 6 at Randwick today. Restricted, listed. Oh, this is uh, some field that gets together here, Munns. Um, Learning to fly. Uh, where are we at? Well, we know Divine Glory's come out. How's this market looking, Munns? Yeah, well, not only the, the $2 million prize money on offer here for the English Millennium, the, uh, the Ferrari's up for the opportunity uh, for learning to fly. The pink bonus uh, for a number of horses here. So some massive, massive money for connections here in the English Millennium. And, of course, the sales start tomorrow. Uh, is it tomorrow, Richard? I think it's tomorrow, yeah. Tomorrow, yes. yeah. I was out there Thursday night. Uh, let's have a look at this field here. Arkansas Kid, our toppy at $18. We've got Mexico uh, hoping to uh, get a start this week. He's got blinkers on today. The earmuffs pre-race, but the visor comes off. It's a $19 chance. Coincide at 41 Hellish with the blinkers on and the winkers off at $34. Salui with the winkers on at $31. Big, big uh, day for Jet Stanley there. Right for Dad and Sir Louis. The player is at $126. Solterre at 19 Learning to Fly, our favourite, at $3.10. Facile is an $8 chance. Lazago with the earmuffs pre-race at 9 Blanc de Blanc, James McDonald at this stage, a half over at $5.50. Divine Glory, not there, no deduction. Perfect Proposal, looking to regain a bit of lost favour after well, melting the other day. It uh, has earmuffs pre-race to try and quiet it down, and it's a $51 chance. Kundala Kundalini at $6.50. Dorothy Gale is a $34 pop. Over then to uh, Imminence at $81. Gan Bear, Nashra Willa takes a ride there at $126. Scratch the bottom three, no deduction taken for any of those. Well, this field came out on Tuesday, and since that point, the most popular runner is Facile. Uh, best price given in that period of time is $11. It's uh, been $7.50 out till 8 in the last 24 hours. Uh, it's uh, less than 1000 in front of learning to fly. Went up at $2.80. Have, we have bet as much as $3.20 
That was on Wednesday. Got back into 280. And since yesterday has been 280 out to 310. Third pick is Kundalini. Uh, as much as $9 bet about it. Uh, those three stand out. Ahead of the rest, in fact, more than double the next runner, which is Lazago. Um, Lazago has nearly doubled the next runner, which is Blanc de Blanc. Yeah, there's some speed here. Wow, we. So you've got three, four, five runners all vying for the front. You've got Perfect Proposal drawn barrier two. She'll get the first crack. I think for Sile, they want to ride with a little bit of cover today, and they will get that opportunity. Salui's so got speed, coincide, comes across Gambar, now he's in the field, slides across from the wide draw. Mexico, I think, has to be positive to some extent from the draw, uh, assuming he's on his best behaviour. So, yeah, I think it'll be on in the first couple of hundred metres as they find their spots. I agree. Um, look, I, I just want to take bad luck out of the equation here. Uh, tipping Kundalini, I think she was outstanding. Uh, I made her debut off one trial. Um, Don Corleone put pay to her. She fought hard, didn't throw it away. They put a gap in the rest. The time was there. The timing's right for her to improve again, and she's just got that beautiful draw. So if she bounces, puts herself in, in within the two lengths of the leaders here, I think she's uh, very, very hard to beat. In saying that, she just could be outstanding here, uh, learning to f fly. We'll learn more about it today. I, I suspect Chad's okay. We haven't heard anything. He had a fall last night. So all things going okay there. Um, look, if she can find three deep with cover, she's going to come with that booming finish. And as Brad said, with all this pressure on up front at 1,100, it could well play into her hands, the wide draw. So we're... we're we're up in the air a little bit with where she's going to fit in in the run the first half of this race, but I know where she's going to be the second half, and that's steaming home. Uh, nine for, so for Seal, I think, is um, a filly I've always loved, uh, those early trials, and she just let me down when she made her debut, but she's better than that, and bears a lot of respect here from Barrier 1, and Blanc de Blanc, a bit in... The learning to fly camp, very talented, but uh, in out in no man's land here, and needs a McDonald's special. Uh, I think it's all about the girls. Fourteen, eight, nine, eleven. Yeah, I'm with her as well here, Kundalini. I made it one of the better value bets across the meeting. I just think the price seems a little bit generous when mm. when you consider that Don Corleone is going around at a dollar sixty in the first, coming through the same format, and she's six dollars fifty, and she maps to get the run of the race. I think it's a, a good gamble to take. Eight learning to fly. The obvious danger you are getting a, a better price now as she just creeps out beyond that three dollar mark. She's going to need a few things go her way from the gate, but if she can find that three wide running line, maybe it isn't any disadvantage. Ten. Lazago, as Duff uh, referenced, all this speed up front, she's going to be one that's hammering through the line. I loved her late strength there on debut, and she's trialled beautifully since. And 13, perfect proposal. I couldn't believe they put up $71 about her. See, well, the market's been very quick to forget about her. She'd go around $3 in a gym crack on debut, and second, she was $4 there in the win last start, uh, the same price as learning to fly, and she just went to pieces in the yard and, and ran a race before she even got onto the track. So now we're getting $51. It just seems a little bit too dismissive. 14, 8, 10 and 13. I agree. Ridiculous odds. Um, she, considering exactly what you said, uh, her run in the gym crack was better than anything. And then, like I say, a total forgive the other day when she was uh, you know, the, more or less the same price as Don Corleone. Mm, say it's about the girls here. Ron, uh, Mexico. Uh, his trial earlier in the week. Really good. Uh, but that's... 
Uh, that's what you expect from a fit horse going to the trials. Uh, but he didn't disappoint. He was he was excellent. But the fillies just might have the edge. Uh, when I said same price as Don Curleone, I meant um, uh, I didn't mean that was the the, the win stakes. But she was equal favourite. She did start in that race. Numbers for Darren in the uh, the two million dollar English Millennium. Darren's with number eight, learning to fly to beat fourteen at Kundalini. 10, Lazago. I think that Darren tipped Lazago for her debut. And number one, Arkansas Kids. So 8, 14, 10 and 1. 8, 14, 10 and 1 for Darren in race 6 at Ramwick today. 20 minutes to 9, 20 minutes to 8 uh, in Queensland. Back on Sky Thoroughbred Central. If you are tuning in there, you would well know we are back in the game there. Break. And on the other side, we'll take a look at the Apollo Stakes and the Triske and the Quaddy Legs at Ramwick. West is best. Don't miss the next superstar to emerge from Western Australia at the Perth Yearling Sale at the state-of-the-art Magic Million Swan Valley Complex on February 23 and 24. Recent graduates of the sale include Group 1 winners Portland Sky and She's a Belter, plus crack Hong Kong sprinter Sight Success. The 2023 catalogue features 327 outstanding lots by 79 individual sires, from local champions to Australia's best. For more information and to view the catalogue, visit magicmillions.com.au. The seven-seat Kia Sorento, Kia's most awarded large SUV ever. Unlike any other SUV in Australia, the unrivaled Kia Sorento is available in diesel, petrol, hybrid and plug-in hybrid technologies. The Kia Sorento, awarded and unmatched like no other seven-seat SUV. To find out more, visit kia.com.au or visit your nearest Kia dealer. Kia, movement that inspires just can't beat the racing action in the top end. With 38 meetings a year, the action never stops. And for the very best show on sand, Darwin Racing is tops in the top end. Territory Racing, be part of it. Get more on tap at your local with the Tap app. Share every race with your mates live. Plus exclusive in-venue markets and offers. And a bit of this. Go, go. This too. This, go you good thing, and inevitably, this. For exclusive markets and offers on tap, use venue mode at your local on the Tab app. Gamble responsibly. Gamblers help 1-800-858-858. The English Classic Sale is Australasia's best value yielding sale, where the average price of an Australian stakes winner since 2018 is $100,000. Recent graduates include Marzu, Ice Bath and Classic Legend. Classic catalogue available now at inglis.com.au. Racing HQ, brought to you by Tab. For racing on Tab, download the Tab app. Gamble responsibly. Call Gamblers Help 1-800-858-858. Welcome back to the show. Working our way through Rambic Racing for today. Race 7. First leg of the quaddy here, Muns. What a nice group of girls get together here. Three-year-old fillies. Group 2 level. The Tab Lightfinger Stakes. Yes, and in secret here, our favourite, and it is $1.85. Uh, synthetical filler comes off today uh, from in secret. We've got Fireburn returning at $10. Zoo gotcha not there. 21 cents a win and 15 cents a place. Madame Pomery is a $23 chance. She's a belter at $9.50. North Star Lass is an $8 chance. Revolutionary Miss with the lugging bit on and the blinkers off at $34. Wolverine, 
across. Noseband on. Liking bit off at $41. A lot more love. The liking bit off at $41. Rosetta is a $71 chance. Sunshine in Paris, $5.50. Cinderella Days at $41. And Byron Bell is $151 chance. Um, she is the most popular runner now in secret, but she doesn't dominate by any stretch of the imagination. She's only $500 more than what Sunshine in Paris has on it at the moment. Third pick would be She's a Belter, and fourth pick would be Fireburn. Speed, North Star Lass goes straight to the front. Cinderella Days keeps her company. What do you do thereafter? Maybe Byron Bell won't be far away. In Secret, I was going to ask about you with In Secret, Duff, in terms of her trials. Now, she hasn't been the quickest into stride in either of her trials. If she does jump, she sits in behind the speed, but I guess playing devil's advocate for a moment, if, they're un if there is a little chink in her armour, that's the one little concern I've got in the back of my mind. Yeah, I think I said that Thursday night. I'd... I'd, I'd that's the only thing, but I'm just, it's really hasn't been in her makeup to miss no. the start. I'm just wondering in the barrier trials whether they've just relaxed. Some horses uh, react to a just a relaxing jump where the jockey just eases back and they overdo it a bit, but I'm wondering if she gets a dig in the ribs at the start, she knows that to jump or a slap up, she knows it's race day. So we'll learn more about that today. You don't want to be learning at $1.85 if, if it's a habit she's got into, but I wouldn't think so. Um, but uh, I'm tipping her without wanting to bet, only because of her class. Uh, really, we saw what she did last preparation. That Coolmore win was unbelievable. Uh, the way she just owned that race. She's had the two trials and uh, and she should prove hard to hold out if, if uh, she gets the right run in transit here. I think the big, big danger, if the fence is holding up, is North Star Lass. And now, she has been trained to win this race uh, with her two solid trials where they've made her do it. So she's going to be a tough nut to get past um, in this race if they, they let her run along in front here because she's strong and she keeps running. So she'll take a bit of running down. Uh, she's a belter. I was over the moon with her trial. Um, she has been a filly that's uh, had a few little issues and come through them and obviously it's taken her the 1400 to, to find some form but be, don't sell her short today and Fireburn likewise, I, I thought that's as, as good as she's ever trialled and if the swoopers are, are coming into play uh, late today uh, she could well be the one um, interesting comments with Paul he, he's seen a bit of a push for revolutionary miss because she has another one, been trained to run well with three trials so it's that time of year where we're trying to line out who line up who's fitter than who and uh, who's ready to go and who's not ready to go but in saying that in secret Godolphin has them pretty ready when they bring them to the track one six five and two Yep, I'm with her as well. One six, eleven, and five. And Darren Beban did say last night on the coverage at Canterbury that she's just a very lethargic style of filly. She only has to do um, what she does, and when she gets mm. to the trial, she's she's very relaxed, and that's half the reason why she was potentially slow away. So, yep, if she jumps, puts herself probably two pairs back, and from there, she's probably too good, as we saw in the Coolmore, as we saw in the Golden Rose. She just got better with racing and. Probably sits alongside Gear Kick as the best sprinting three-year-old we've got in the country at the moment. Six North Star Lass, I think she's going to be hard to catch. She might be the bet in the race. Have something on, on her each way at the $8. Might even get better than that, the way this market's trending. But she's going to put herself right there, as Duff referenced. The trials have been great. She's ready to, to rock and roll. 11 Sunshine in Paris. Interesting move for her. I guess that's just due to... 
the punters maybe seeing her as the wild card in the race. You look at in secret and you say, well, she's probably got the current crop of fillies uh, covered. Sunshine and Paris just offers that alternative form line. Now, it doesn't have the same depth of form line, but she does have some upside. And from what we've seen from her in a handful of starts, she does look talented. And five, she's a belter. Just a tricky gate to overcome. Otherwise, she runs well. One, six, eleven and five. Six North Star as for Darren. Six on top to beat. Number one in secret. Nine, uh, number nine, a lot more love in for third at Big Odds and 12 Cinderella Days. Darren going a bit of value uh, for third and fourth. Six, one, nine and 12. Darren's numbers in the Tab Lightfingers race seven today. Race eight is the Tab Apollo Stakes in Munns. Wait for Rage, group two level, 1,400 metres. Yes, and, uh, well, Animo, uh, well, there's a number of uh, horses uh, Shani's going to be busy in the yard today with all these horses coming back. I know that. Righto. Animo, uh, currently a dollar seventy and favourite. Maunga at $10. Laws of Indices at 19 Durston uh, out with that injury. How's the daughter, Richard? Uh, she a bit down in the dumps? You there, Richard? Hello? Hello? Yeah, no. I was just turned off momentarily. Oh. Yeah, she's down in the dumps. I think they all are. You know? Andrew Hawkins and those guys who manage the horse. Yeah, it's, it's um, yeah, disappointing. Right, well, Stockman is $126 chance. Vega one at $51. Arapaho at $71. Surefire is a $34 chance. El Bodigon with the blindfold off today at $8.50. Ice Bath with the synthetic hoof filler on at $17. Fangirl is a $7 chance and hinged at $16. Uh, well, he's about uh, five and a half times as popular than any other runner here, Animo. Best of a $1.90. That was Wednesday. Uh, second pick is Fangirl. Now, she's finally firmed up. I, I don't know how she sat the price that she did for as long as she did. She's been $9 into $7 this morning with half the total investment on her having come today, and she was $9.50 yesterday. Uh, they're clearly ahead of the rest of the field there. In fact, the Fangirl is uh, four times as popular as the next runner, which is Ice Bath, and fourth pick is Mawunga. Speed, speed, where is it? Hinged, default leader, um, laws of indices, maybe slides forward, Animo, we know he's got that tactical versatility now, so I think J-Mac just rides him like the best horse in the race and, and takes that bad luck out of the equation here. Where does that leave you? Maybe Arapahoe, but yeah, there's a lot of horses here that obviously we better over further, so a tactical little race, this stuff. Uh, very much so. I'm not even going to try and dream up the speed map here. I'll just let it unfold with... Um Oh, well, what trainers are saying to the stewards with these little reports that come through, move further forward, look for cover, and uh, that'll be a, an ongoing saga in this race, I would have thought. Um, it's hard to tip against the champ. You know, he doesn't win by big spaces, but um, a few little things are going to go right for him here. And if they do, he's just got that length or two on them, hasn't he? I think Moonga's uh, trained up to run really, really well today. Ten dollars is a good, uh, good price. His track gallop last week was great. He's had his two trials. They're serious with him to try and put another win on the board here uh, with him, and uh, I think he's trained up to do that. And then the mares, Fangirl and Hinge, they're pretty well tied to the hip. They're beaten, you know, a length and two lengths by uh, Animo first up last prep, and it should be similar uh, again here today. Um, one to beat two, and then 11 and 12.
Yep, similar numbers for me. 1, 11, 12 and 2, 1, Enemo. He's hard to tip against, isn't he? So he won the Wink Stakes, which was the equivalent last carnival. This is a very similar setup. 1,400 metres, no speed in the race. Yet there he was, still sprinting quickly to put one and a half lengths on his rivals. 11, Fangirl. She was fantastic coming through that same reference. And she doesn't draw uh, wide here. So I know she's not blessed with gate speed, but you'd love to just see her in a situation where she settles down midfield and can close that margin. And if there's one horse to beat Enemo here, Maybe it is Fangirl. 12 hinged her advantage. Is that uh, tactical speed that she's got, she can put herself right uh, on top of the, the bunny here. 1,400 metres as short, short as she wants it, and she might be out sprinted there uh, when the speed goes on. But she'll run well given the setup and to Mawanga. I don't know where he gets to from the gate, but as Duff referenced, he does look ready to do something here, and there's no doubt in the world that he's going to be too sharp for a couple of these resuming stays and go straight past them in the straight. 111, 12, 2. One on top for Darren Animo uh, to beat 11. Fangirl uh, puts two Mawanga for third. Ice bath number 10 for fourth. One, 11, two and 10 for Darren in race eight, the Apollo Stakes. Race nine we go to now. The Robrick Lodge Triskay Stakes here. Munns group three, four-year-olds and upwards. The Mayors at 1,200 metres. Yeah, good morning to Tommy White. Evidently dusting off the suit and get ready. Probably presenting the trophy there today. Uh, Swats that. Here is a $6 chance. Norwegian Bliss, our favourite, at $3.70. Larkspur run at $9.50. Jamea, they put the shades on her today at start number 20, and it's an $11 chance. Written Beauty decides to run here at $6. Espiona is out, runs earlier, 17 cents a win and 14 cents a place. Jump the Broom at $8.50. Van Giz is out, no deduction. More Profits at 23 Bellatrix Black at 23 Decur with the lugging bit on at 126 dollars Kerr Royale at 650 Poor Carte at 15 dollars and Moon over Alice is not there no deduction taken for it very very little separating three runners here in order at this stage it is Norwegian Bliss Written Beauty and Kerr Royale and there is less than $150 between the three of them. Fourth pick then becomes Bellatrix Black but uh, Norwegian Bliss uh, was as short as 3.10 and now out to 3.70 uh, Kerr Royale, uh, as much as 8.50. Now, this is after the scratching of Espiona. So, uh, as long as 8.50 Kerr Royale, now 6.50. And the other runner there, Written Beauty, has been, well, as much as 7.50, was $7 earlier this morning, is now a $6 pop. All right, Norwegian Bliss. I think they have to go all the way forward here from the gate without designated leader on paper. Kerr Royale, I didn't know they were trying to get her to settle there last start, and that paid dividends with a win, but I think she's got no alternative than to slide forward and probably sit outside the lead, and that leaves Larks per run and jump the broom just to take trailing positions. Uh, yeah, messy map, isn't it, uh, for a 1,200-metre mm. uh, Phillies and Mares race, so, um, or Mares race. I... Yeah, I, I might have been nodding off when I did the form here because I'm tipping <laughs> Retton Beauty. Um, I don't know why, but I've loved the two Mel Flemington jump outs. She's been work in progress for about three years now. Um, yeah, look, I think if she gets cover and settles, she might out-sprint them. Uh, there's, there's two Fs there. Uh, that's the problem. But, look, I'm left with her. I just thought Norwegian Bliss was too short. You know, I was trying to get around her because of the price factor and the mapping factor. Um, but she's getting starting to get back out now from the $3.20 or whatever, she, $3.10 she got into. Um, she, look, you've got to take note of her winning strike rate. And she's trialled well enough. Um, 
Nathan seems happy with her. Uh, so she, she'll be in the mix. Luxburg run, I would have probably preferred her with a little jar out of the track, but uh, the map just looks perfect for her. Uh, just sprint well fresh and squats, that's an interesting one. Uh, she's got some good fresh form. The trial was good at Hawkesbury. And uh, although the damning stat is, the, you know, that long break between wins, she's run in some um, fairly good races. So I, I think she's a really good winning chance here if the breaks go her way. Kurrell's the other one. I don't know. Uh, five, two, three and one. Yeah, I really like Swats that here. I know it has been a while between drinks, but gee, she's well set up. I know her form paper, last preparation, doesn't read to crash out, but she didn't have a lot of luck. Sydney Stakes, yes, she ran 10th. She was only beaten two lengths, rocketing up the fence. She was deep the trip in the invitation, and then the hunter, she was a real eye-catcher there uh, behind Valana. So I love the way that she's trialled. You go back to her best form, and it's absolutely good enough to win this. Yes, the majority of that is down the straight, but she's a, a mare that's record. Well, her record probably doesn't do her justice. 21 starts, three wins. She's certainly better than that, and she's beautifully placed here. The stable won this race with Snap Dancer last year, the Triscay. So two Norwegian Bliss, I saw it a similar way. When the market first went up, I thought, well, that's way too short. Now it's getting to a more realistic quote, particularly given she's going to probably find herself in front here. She's been exceptionally well placed throughout her career by Nathan Doyle. That doesn't change here. 12, Kerr Royale, bit of a jump in grade, uh, but this is a, a likeable setup. She'll roll forward, coming off a win there last start. Just has to harness that, that natural tendency she, she wants to, to, to do to, in terms of getting things over and done with in the race but she's heading the right way and three likes per run is the map horse. I agree with that. Uh, just camping in behind the speed and getting a chance from there. One, two, twelve and three. Uh, Ronnie, get the feeling from the connections they think Bellatrix Black runs some kind of a race here too? You know what? I would have had her in for a placing if there was plenty of speed here. Mm. Um, I think she's got something to it. You know, she's a Group 3 winner in New Zealand and uh, she did start 10 to 1 in an Oaks as well but I just... Uh, oh, she hasn't won under a mile, and I would have liked to have seen good pressure here to her to be really warming to it late. So the only thing that put me off it was the, the speed map. But 53 kilos for a Group 3 winner in a race like this, yeah, I, I'm not going to put anyone off her. OK, Darren's numbers here. One swats that to be two Norwegian Bliss, three Larkspur run, and four Jamea. One, two, three, four for Darren in race nine. Tenth and last we go to now, Munns, the Wild Oaks Sprint. We finish off with a benchmark 88 at the 1,300 metres. Yeah, and uh, here is a $9 chance. Mystery shot at $101. King's Air at $23. Waterford, our favourite, at $2.70. Much, much better, 26 Pizarro is a $6 chance. Bellatrix Black as Scratch runs in the previous race. No deduction and there is money for it in that previous race there. Kanazawa at $8.50. At this stage, Nashua Willer a half kilo over. Destination at 19. Noble Soldier out. Two cents a win, nothing the place. Rocket Tiger 51. Marnix out, no deduction. Think about it, $3.60. Van Giz out, no deduction. Testosaur Silence out, no deduction. Um, most popular runner all day here in Waterford. Uh, first price bet on on Wednesday was $5. By Wednesday evening, it was into a $3 chance. Uh, and as firm, sort of uh, $2.80 Friday, it was $2.70. Been around about, uh, oh, a, just under a quarter of the total money for it has come since it's been $2.70 for more than 24 hours now. Uh, clearly ahead of Pizarro. Third pick would be Think About It and then the toppy and Vranelli.
And everything looks pretty straightforward with this map, except from Think About It. I don't know what they do from the gate. Otherwise, Brunelli leads much, much better. Sits on Brunelli's shoulder. Kanazawa box seats along with Rocket Tiger. Just don't know whether they go all the way forward or all the way back here, Duff. Um, I'm, uh, I think you're 100% right. I, he, he, he was just stranded in a nothing race the other day. Uh, think about it. It was a trot and canter sprint home. And he did adapt well, I must say. Um, he'd be better off at a fast race here where he could do his thing. Look, I'm gambling on Pizarro might catch him on the hop here with timing. Um, he's third up. Little excuses, two runs back. Um, gets enough speed up front. He'll eat up the home track 1300 and there'll be no excuse in the world for him here today other than Waterford's a very good horse. It's as simple as that. Um, I'm just gambling. He's a chance of getting him on fitness and timing today. Waterford can't do anything bar run well. He's highly regarded, popular horse. He's four or five in Australia. He's, he's, he's got a beautiful draw and he will be hard to hold out. I don't know what to think about. Think about it. Um, he's heading in the right directions. Um, yep, he overcome, I think, difficulties the, difficulties the other day and still got the job done. So he's a winner. And I'll throw in Vernelli, but the handicapper surely has caught him now. Um, 53 and a half up to 61 and a half. Uh, the other one, it, it, was, it went up $71, King's Air, for a horse that's never been beaten first up. That was stupid odds. That's been corrected now, but he's a little bit of a watch here as well. 6, 4, 13 and 1. I've gone 4, 13, 5 and 6. I am with Waterford. He does have a price, though. All horses do, and I think he's just about hit rock bottom at the moment. I get the impression that Bookie's surely take him on late, given the setup here. 1,300 metres short of his best. Don't love the inside gate. That said, uh, he is a horse going places, isn't he? So I'm in his corner with that little asterisk in terms of I want a better price. 13, think about it. Don't know where he gets to from the draw, but he's got that similar record next to his name. Joe Pride holds his horse in, in equally as high regard, and yeah, if he can just get a spot from that gate, he's going to run well. Uh, five, much, much better. I thought he was the one that maybe the market missed. Showed signs of life there last time out. A much improved run in the expressway. He can absorb pressure. He sits outside of Rinelli and will give some cheek. And six, Pizarro will be the one that will get that last, shot off, that last shot at them. And he is well set up here with fitness on his side. Four, thirteen, five, and 6. Uh, Darren's with the toughness of number one, Vranelli to win here. One, Vranelli to beat eight, Kanazawa. Four, Waterford. And 13, think about it. One, eight, four, and 13 for Darren in the 10th and last. Best bets time, uh, Ron, fire away. Uh, the value bets for me today, I marked them both shorter. Race 6, number 14, uh, Kundalini, Kundalini, and race 10, number 6, Pizarro. Thank you, Ronnie. We'll tune in to Sky Thoroughbred Central for the day. Have a good day. Thanks, Richard. And uh, Brad, fire away with your best. Yeah, I've found uh, Kundalini as well as my best value, race 6, number 14. The best bet is in the Mayor's race, which is a little bit fraught with danger, but I just can't resist that $6 for Swats that race 9, number 1. Good man. We'll chat during the week. Thanks, guys. Brad Gray and uh, Munns, if you're still there, you're joining us for Melbourne, and we'll see what the punters want to do with Sydney and all these other venues shortly. Mm, yes, and uh, always interesting to see you know, what the first uh, horse backed at 9 o'clock was, and it is Kanazawa. Mm, all righty. We will yes. talk quick, closely followed by Kundalini.
Yeah, right. And when I say, you know, first it was back at 9 o'clock, they are, well, that's actually a 7.30 sharpshooter uh, that's taken both those prices there, but that sort of guarantees you they'll be a bit, a little bit shorter. So he took $8.50 Kundalini and $6.50, uh, sorry, six fifty Kundalini and eight fifty Kanazawa. Okay. Well, we'll talk more Sydney as we go throughout the morning. We'll take a break here on Racing HQ Saturday, about two past nine. On the other side, it's Mark Hunter, and he'll give us his tips and thoughts on a great day of racing from Sandowns. Today. Country racing at its finest on show at the Mudgee Race Club Sunday the 19th of February with the New Haven Park Country Championships. An exciting race program, fashions on the field with fabulous prizes and country hospitality like no other. With the NRL Charity Shield football match on the Saturday and the country championships on the Sunday, this is the perfect weekend in Mudgee for lovers of sport, racing and a great time. Tickets available now, 123ticks.com.au. Tab has racing offers on tap this Saturday. Fixed odds on races 1 to 6 at Randwick, Sandown and Doombin. And if you run second or third, get a bonus bet back up to $50. That's bonus bets back for running second or third on 18 races across three tracks this Saturday with Tab. For racing on Tab, download the Tab app. Excludes WA residents. First online fixed odds win bet only. T's and C's and website. Gamble responsibly. Call Gamblers Help 1-800-858-858. If you want to experience the best racing action in the heart of Australia, Alice Springs Thoroughbreds is your number one destination. Get your team together and head to Pioneer Park for the very best that the Red Centre has to offer. Territory Racing. Be part of it. Since the start of 2016, English Classic graduates have won races such as the Everest, Melbourne Cup, Golden Slipper, Blue Diamond, Randwick Dinnies and Lightning Stakes. The 2023 Classic Catalogue available now at english.com.au. Sail at Riverside, February 12 to 14. Introducing the striking Kia range. Crafted with sleek and distinctive cues. The new Kia range is the cornerstone of progressive technology, blistering performance and quality design. This is Kia. Kia, movement that inspires. In a moment, the traffic. A wise man once said, second marriage is the triumph of hope over experience. Experience the pleasures of wine. Try a bottle of Windy Peak Wine by De Bortoli. Here's the traffic. Want great value on mobile quality fuel? Download the My 7-Eleven fuel price lock to start your savings adventure. Savings not guaranteed. Visit 7-Eleven.com.au for T's and C's. Halsey Park, a crash, Walgrove Road near Saxony Road affecting all directions. A diesel spill causing a hazard, Luddenham. The northern roads close southbound between Gates Road and Littlefields Road. Use diversions. At Harvey Norman, save 15% when you buy a selected Samsung TV and soundbar in the same transaction. Offer in Sunday. Hurry in now to Harvey Norman. I'm Luke Jamay, number one in racing on Sky Sports Radio. Racing HQ, brought to you by Darwin Racing, the best show on sand. Welcome back to the show. Five minutes past nine. Time to talk all things Melbourne. They are racing at uh, Sandown today. Group one day of racing. There are nine races to be decided. The two-year-olds uh, two out and force the Blue Diamond horses. Mark Hunter's done the form. He joins us as always. Good morning, Mark. Morning, Richard. Morning, Mums. Yeah, we've got a great, we've got a beautiful day down here. Not a cloud in the sky and a, 
uh, Ripper's Day's Racing. So looking forward to it. Let's uh, let's. Uh, let's... Uh, we'll wait no longer and uh, dive into the program. And of course, Glenn is back here with the with the prices and where the the money is going for uh, for this Sandan program. Muns race one. Uh, let's get stuck in. Benchmark seventy eight mile and a half to start the day. Yeah, good morning to you, Mark. Uh, we start with Extra Elusive here in the first at $71. Highland Jack at 12 Ivy League at 51 Noonday Gun at 61 Prince Ziggy, a $23 chance. So unusual, our favourite at $3.30. We've got Wahini Tower at 8 Hint of Stars at 34 Minor Legacy at 13 Tycoon Beck at 34 Glentanius at 11 Platformers at $9.50. Princeton Award at 7 Angel, a $23 pop, and fantasizing at $8.50. Solid money here for So Unusual. $4.80 Wednesday, $3.80 Thursday, $3.20 Friday. Back to $3.30 now and $3.30 right throughout the morning. Has uh, about two and a half times the amount of money on Wahini Toa, who's gone $8.850, $8.850, $8.50 into 8 this morning. Uh, and they dominate here, and they've dominated so far today as well. Uh, a long way away third pick is Princeton Award, and then you go to the bottom one in fantasizing. Pretty clear favourite here in the first, Mark. Yeah, it's my top pick, Richard. I've had a bit of luck with this horse, so unusual the last couple. He was terrific at the Valley out of the worst ground against the shape of the race, then went to Sandown, ridden forward there, and it was a solidly run race. The run presented itself early, got through, was left a complete sitting shot, but still managed to fight off Wahini Tower. There's good speed in this race, so I'm hoping they ride it a bit quieter park somewhere sixth or seventh there in the running line and it's getting in short enough but i think so unusual can win to beat number seven Mahini toa who's just flying given a great ride last time you think it would go back it would follow so unusual into the race and they can fight the race out again 13 princeton award it's going well the stable's flying going to be buried back inside weaving and running on and nine minor legacy who comes through weaker races but it's going to be strong at 2400 meters I think the race will set up well for it with good speed. It'll be running on. I like six, but I do want a quieter ride. Six, seven, 13, and nine. Race two into the stakes races uh, here for race two, Muns. This is the Highland Race Colours Autumn Stakes. Three-year-olds at Group 2 level over the 1,400 metres. Yeah, plenty resuming here. Mr Maestro is a $15 chance. Virtuous Circle at 16. The Fortune Teller at 5. Pericles, our favourite, haven't seen him since the Derby, at $4. Uh, Amenable is at $4.80. Calico Jack at four forty. Glint of Silver, David Fife with a couple of runners down there today at 17 Art Zeno is at $18 and Japanese Emperor is a $13 chance. Most popular runner is Pericles. He's been 360 out to 420, back into $4. That's Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. And he stayed that $4 for 24 hours or so now. Uh, he's about, uh, about 50% more than the second pick, which is Calico Jack. As much as 650 bet about it. 440, 420, 420 out to 440 this morning. And third pick would be the fortune teller. Uh, 5.50 it went up on Wednesday. was a $5 chance on Friday and has sat there at that price since then. How did you sort the autumn stakes out, Mark? I like Pericles, Richard. I think it got set a task there its first campaign. It's obviously, it's obviously a tough horse that can deal with that because um, not a usual preparation from the stable. Jumping from 14 straight to 2,000 at the Valley. It fought Berkeley Square off or, or Berkeley Square off on the corner and then 
just got run down late, backed up a week later in the derby, which was, again, an ask. It was set a task in the derby, ran well. It's come back from a spell here. It's having a first go race day on dry ground. I think Pericles is the best horse in the race and is the one to beat here. To beat number three, the fortune teller, who ran okay in the Caulfield Guineas last prep. It's trolled up well recently, sits behind them and runs on. Six, Calico Jack. Probably not in the class of the other horses, but got race, fin- race fitness on its side, is the only leader and five amenable. who comes off that Caulfield Guineas runs, which is pretty good. Got a sticky little gate. We're giving him a start, but sure to be running on. I think four's the best horse. Four, three, six and five. On to the two-year-olds we go, the boys here, for the Blue Diamond Prelude. Colts and Geldings, Group 3 at the 1,100 metres here, Munns, the return of Barber. And this WA youngster who looks pretty good in Brave Halo. Yes. Now, Mark, can you explain to uh, the listeners what is happening here today with these races? I think they're three, four, five, and 6 on the hillside. They're, they're actually starting them in the 1,000-metre shoot, but they don't run 1,100-metre races at Sandown on the hillside. So the, the barriers are back a bit, and they've moved the winning post further away to accommodate 1,100 metres. Correct. So the barriers go back from the 1,000-metre start. The barriers go back 20 metres up the chute and the finish line is 80 metres past the normal finish line so it's it's a, a long long run home I went and had a walk around the track yesterday and you come around that bend it's about 550 metres to the finish line and you've got another 80 to go and you know jockeys are programmed they come around the home bend and they start going for home so you don't want to go too early it's a long way up that straight and it's an extra 80 metres so as you say that's races 3, 4, 5 and 6 the 1100 metre start that's why in a couple of weeks, the Blue Diamond will be on the lakeside track because the hillside can't accommodate a 1,200 metre start. OK, so uh, be prepared. Uh, I don't want to be the jockey that goes off a bit early. Uh, righto, let's have a look at this uh, Blue Diamond prelude here for the boys, where Barber is the favourite at $3. Little Bros at $9.50. The Western Australian visitor, Brave Halo, is at $3.20. we got Corniche at 18 Some people call me, uh, they call me a lot, actually, most of it can't be printed or spoken on radio, at $17. Corsese is out. He's, uh, master, his mate in crime, Gangitano, is a $7 chance. Tarabo at 34 Goods at 41 Fire Follower, 71 Amigo at 11 and Peerless Lad is a $21 chance. Uh, solid money for Barber here. Three on Wednesday, 3.20 Thursday, 3.10 earlier today. About a quarter of the total investment for him has come today. He's been 3.10 into $3. Has three times the amount of money on the next two gallopers here. Gangitano, a best of 8.50, a short of 6.50 is now 7. Brave Halo went up 3.50. It's been 3.50, 3.40, 3.50, 3.30, they're a very long way ahead of the rest. Corniche is actually the next pick as an $18 pop. Melbourne form, Sydney form, Perth form come together here, Mark. Yes, makes it even more confusing for a singleton like me, Richard. So I've ended up going with the Sydney form, which usually proves a pretty good uh, recipe. I thought Barber was okay winning on debut on the soft six, had every chance, got the job done, then got onto dry ground in the Golden Gift and was a terrific win. Seen the form stand up from that race. Uh, good trial recently. I like drawing out a bit here at these shoot races. You can just get clear air to come to the outside down that dip and just blend into the race perfectly to beat number three, Brave Halo, who looked terrific in Perth. It's running good time and just looked terrific. I think it'll measure right up. 11 Amigo is a really interesting run. It was down to run a couple of weeks ago here at Sandown, was heavily backed, 
and it was a late scratching at the gates. Uh, the stable nearly won that race with another runner, and the way this one was backed, you think it might might well have come out and put paid to them, so a big watch on it. And then four Corniche. You could argue Corniche should have nearly won both its runs. It was dragged out of the race and Babu running third, and then got a bit held up last time, should have finished closer. It's big odds, got gate one sitting behind them, has got at least the place chance. One, three, seven, and four. Girls get their chance. Two-year-old fillies in race four. The Blue Diamond Prelude for, for the two-year-old fillies at the 1,100 metres here months. Yeah, the wraps are big on this and its favourite. Charm Stone, $2.30. Dasonic Boom at 12, exploring at 18. Remedies is out. It's running at Randwick. Shadow Fear at 10. Party for two. At $12. Good luck to uh, Dean Batters there and uh, Nicole Berryman, um, uh, Nikita Berryman, sorry, uh, going down from Brisbane. It's a big test for them. And it's a $12 chance. Zuzuko is at $15. Cigar Flick at $6.50. Foroshi is out. Chill the Krug at $31. Sensical at $19. Dream Woman is a $31 chance. Beauty Rising at $19. Atlantic Spirit is $101. Sub Rising at $126. Extreme Threat $34. And so Jew is a $21 chance. One of, if not the most popular runner on the card uh, at Sandown today, Charm Stone, 290 on Wednesday, 270 Thursday. Got in short as 225 yesterday, uh, back to 230 last night. And, well, it is nearly 10 times as popular as Cigar Flick. Now, there's money for this this morning, uh, 750 into 650. And third pick would be Party for Two. Is Charmstone that good, Mark? It's pretty good. Uh, it ran well first up down the straight. Probably certainly needed the run, but did a good job. Then trial to going to Flemington last time. Sat behind them, was never going to lose. It's gone for a spell. It's come back. It's just trolled enormous. It just rocketed away under a hold in a recent trial. This is a great race to be... Swooping, sort of joining in that five, six wide train down the straight. That's where Charmstone will be. Three lengths off the speed, joining in, and I think it'll win. The other ones out there, number six, Party for Two, who's getting better and better with racing, will be, if not the leader, will certainly be right up on the speed and be hard to run down. Number two, Dasonic Boom, won a bunch finished race. Maybe a little bit flattering, but I think the way that the race shapes up, it's going to be running on strongly. And certainly number eight, Cigar Flick. Same sort of thing, all following Charmstone into the race. They're going to be coming down the centre, and I think that's the spot you want to be for this race. So I think one will win, and the placings come from six, two, and eight. Good race. Two-year-olds sort themselves out in Melbourne today. Race five at Sandown today will be the Kevin Hayes Stakes here. Munns, three-year-old fillies, group three, 1,100 metres. Yeah, she's lickety split here as a $10 chance. Queen of the Ball at $10 as well. Wolverine is out. It runs at Ramwick. H2O at $16. We Nessie is a $16 chance. Laced Up Heels at $8.50. Kythera is at $15. Oh High at $21. She dances at $4.80, and that price makes it favourite. Clarity 13, a Ganty at... Uh, $15. Rich Fortune, 13 Do say is a $6.50 chance. Prairie Flower out. La Danseur Rouge at 
$14. Jenny Jerome at $71. And Wave Rider Boy is an $81 chance. Well, uh, only three runners in single figures here. And uh, they are some of the more popular runners. The most popular runner is She Dances as much as $8. And firmed, uh, well, it's firmed every day. It was 8 7 6 4 80 Into as short as 4 60 today, but goes back to $4.80. Second pick would be Doucet. As much as 10 it's been 7 to 6 50 today. Third pick is Rich Fortune. As much as $26 it. Uh, $14 earlier today is now 13 And next pick would be Kythera. As much as $26 it. Did get into as short as 13 and it's 14 out to 15 today. Who have you warmed to here, Mark? I was all into Wolverine until I got scratched. Richard, but never mind. So we are left with, in a wide open race, I think number two queen of the ball will run really well. It's a dry tracker. Um, it's a good, tough, on-speed, genuine horse. I like where it's drawn out past the middle to go forward and hold that spot down the centre of the track to beat number seven, Cythera, who that last run is certainly good enough to win a race like this. It's been a while off the scene, but trialling well gets a beautiful run just behind the speed. Number nine, she dances... Is probably winning weaker races, but it's hard, it's fit, it goes forward, it's in great form. And 12, Rich Fortune, who comes through weaker races, got a terrific barrier draw here, got all the speed around it to park just behind them and just be blending in the right spot. So an open race, some value among the tips, 2, 7, 9 and 12. Race 6, first leg of the quaddy is a beauty. It's the Rubiton Stakes, set weights and penalties, Group 2, 1,100 metres. We another hat full resuming here. Marine One is a $10 chance. Rocketing by the other runner for David Pfeiffer at 13 Generation is an $8.50 chance. Camel Passer at $14. Uncommon James down from Brisbane for the O'Day Hoisted Yard. Favourite at $3.20. Chain of Lightning is at $4.80. Oxley Road is a $26 chance. Vane Stream at 201 Triple Missile at 13 Argentia at $16. Semion at $41 and Lofty Strike is an $8.50 chance. Uh, good money for Uncommon James here. Three fifty Wednesday, uh, $3.40 on Friday, 3.20 earlier today and remains at that uh, $3.20. Beth, uh, 20% of the total investment has come for it this morning. Uh, it's three times as popular as Chain of Lightning, who was five, got into as short as 4.60, goes back to 4.80 and their panel's ahead of the bottom one, which is Lofty Strike, who's got out nearly every day. Six out to as much as 9.50 early today, now 8.50. Uh, there must be a listener here tuned in just as 100 each way Kai Theory, Mark thought was good odds in the previous I suppose so Mark Uncommon James keeps on stepping up he'll have to do it again here he will Richard but I think he will He last time we saw him in the Regal Roll it was a weaker race but he won comfortably he's got a terrific draw here I just keep saying from this shoot you want to be fifth or sixth getting to the outside nurse your horse down the dip and then just join in and it's a great race shape for Uncommon James. He's trialled terrific up there in Queensland and I think can win first up here to beat number nine, Triple Missile, who should have won last time down the straight. We haven't seen it since. It's trialled well. Going to be weaving and charging. Six Chain of Lightning gets a lovely run behind the speed. The stable's on fire. And 12 Lofty Strike, who ran well in the Coolmore and again last time, has trialled up nicely. It's got a winning chance there. But I think five... Either Uncommon James or it's wide open. 
Five, nine, six and twelve. Race seven today, Sandown. The feature, Group 1, Wait for Rage, racing for three quarters of a million dollars. The CFO stakes here, Munns, at the 1,400 metres. Yeah, well, Mick Price and Michael Kent Jr. got top and bottom here, the two picks. Uh, starting with I'm Thunderstruck, who's at $4.40. Mr. Brightside at 10 Tuvalu at 6 Call Sign Mav at 34 Western Empire, 41 Aegon at 26 Gentleman Roy at $6.50. Nugget at $8.50. Turath at 21 And Jackano, the three-year-old taking on the older horses here, our favourite at $3.40. Very, very little separating the uh, the Mick Price and Michael Kent pair here. I'm Thunderstruck, who went up the favourite at three sixty, has got out to four forty. His most popular runner, only a breath in front of the stablemate, Jackano, who went up five, got into a shortest 3.30. It's been 3.30 back out to 3.40 this morning, and they're a fair way ahead of Tuvalu. He's just been minding his own business there. 5.56, 6.50 into $6 again today. Run under the belt for Jackano might be important here against you. I'm a Thunderstrucks and Tuvalu's. What are you, how are you seeing this, Mark? Yeah, it may well be, Richard. But look, I think number one on Thunderstruck is just an each-way certainty at that price. So I'm glad it's on the drift. Um, I think it's the best horse in the race. It's first up running the Memsy last time behind Snap Dancer was just outstanding. Snap Dancer just scooted around Caulfield on the bunny and on Thunderstruck roared home from the back and just failed. Small Edgefield here. I'm hoping Jamie Carr can park just off midfield, maybe on the back of something like Nugget. Get to the outside. On Thunderstruck's trial, terrific. I think he's the best horse. And I just can't see how he misses each way at 4.40 to beat number 10, Jackano, who, you go back to the Golden Rose, was an enormous win. The run in the Everest was good. First up win was solid with the big weight, but going to be a lot fitter and has certainly has got that run of the belt you mentioned. They're the two chances for mine. Then number seven, Gentleman Roy. He's the fastest horse early, so he'll go to the front. He'll dictate. I don't think he can win off that first up run. That was in much, much weaker grade, but he will be fitter. And 3-2 the Lou, who gets the blinkers on here. I wasn't sure about a recent trial, uh, but going to get a beautiful run just behind the speed, and those blinkers just might make all the difference. So I think one is just an each-way bet to nothing, one ten seven and 3. What about Nugget here, Mark? I wouldn't think it's quite good enough, uh, Richard, on what I've seen. It, it's got that race fitness, which certainly helps, but I just think horses like I'm Thunderstruck and that are in, in, in a different league. Okay, we will find out after race seven at uh, Sandown today. Race eight we go to now, eight of nine, and uh, Munns, the Carline Cup here. Set weights on penalties, group three, going over the mile. Yes, yeah, Smokin' Romans, uh, who's back after a Melbourne Cup run, and it's a $19 chance. Dash and Sweet Junior, the same, back after the Melbourne Cup at 101 Crosshaven is a $10 chance. Surefire's out, it runs at Rowing. Corner Pocket is our favourite at 320 Sunshine Rising, uh, this nine-year-old uh, for Mark Newnham, uh, resuming here at $5. Sosie Bon at 19 Explosive Jack at 51 Young Verta at 11 Mankayan at 13 Subconscious. 81, pounding at $5.50. Keats is $26. Normandy Bridge at 51. Deny Knowledge a $13 pop. Most popular runner here is Corner Pocket. He's been 340, 350, 340 into $320 this morning. Has just under double the investment on pounding, who nutted him the other day at Mooney Valley. It's been $650, $750, uh, back into $550 over the last couple of days. Third pick would be the Toppy and Smoke and Roman, who's been 14 out to 19. And fourth pick is the old boy, 
Sosi Bond, who's been 16 out to $19. Who are you with, Mark? Corner pocket. Uh, I think he's the one to beat. He, he draws one. He's probably got the nine knowledge for speed company early, but he doesn't have to lead corner pocket. He was terrific last time with the big weight. He's got the good weight turned around on Pounding, who had the cold sit on him. And I think corner pocket is ready to win to beat number 12, Pounding. I think it's the danger. It drew well on that leader's race in that leader's race at Mooney Valley and got a great run. Different setup here with 57 kilos from the wide gate, so I hope they ride it a bit quieter, let it balance up and let it run on. Six Sunshine Rising was good two starts ago. Too far back last time. It's the other little winning hope. And then one Smoking Romans. It's going terrific, Smoking Romans, at the trials. He won't run bad. I just thought he might be able to bet over the mile. But certainly running through the line. So I think five's the one to beat. Five, twelve, six and one. Nice open marker by the looks to finish off the day here, Munns. Race nine at Sandown. A benchmark 88, uh, 84, I should say, over the 1,400 metres. Yeah, $6 the field, Richard, and plenty in single figures here. Starting with Savannah Cloud, $6 and equal favourite. Yafet is at $34. Here to Shock, $6 and equal favourite. Munhamek at $6.50. My mate Sonny at $34. William Thomas, that's one of Mark's old favourites, at $19. Bright Diamond is out. Sparkle at 9 Flash Flood, 11 Benjamin's not there. Netanyahu, it's out. Eagles Crag at 8 East India Man at 11 Blow-in is a $9 chance and Daily Bugle at $9 as well. Uh, well, it's a very, very compact market. And it's a very, very compact investment-wise as well. Most popular runner here is here to shock and has been six fifty into 6 so far today. Second pick is Eagles Crag. As much as $15. Bet about it. And third pick, go back to the toppy, Savannah Cloud, and then Sparkle. There's your top four in the last good luck field job, Quaddy. Any firm opinion, Mark? I believe him out today, Mums, William Thomas. I think 12 tries, 12 chances is enough for any horse. So I don't know what will win. I'm going to tip number four, Monomac, who is back in trip, was in a race where they didn't change order last time but ran well. Speed looks okay will be strong late here to beat number three, Heater Shock, who... Heater Shock is... Look, you, you can't really trust the horse, but I think it's better away from Flemington, and I think it's better at 1,400 metres. Its first up run could win this race for sure. 13 blow-in was given a great ride in the weaker race last time. Goes terrific for Craig Williams, and then one Savannah Cloud. So I don't think runs a really strong mile. It's back to the 1,400 metres, which suits. Had a long campaign, but it's a great run here for Matty Lloyd. 4, 3, 13 and 1. Okay, nine races, Group 1 racing at Sandown today. Mark, can you recap your best in value, please? Best race, 4, number 1, Charmstone. My value, not my top pick, but race 5, number 7, Cythera, would be my best value on the program. Could you take us across to Yarra Valley for uh, provincial slash country racing today, Mark? I can. We've got uh, limited beasts down there, Richard, don't worry. But uh, the best of them, race 8, number 8, Bluegrass Bajou. If it runs to its Flemington run, it will win that race and win it easily. Okay, race eight, number eight, uh, Bluegrass Bazoo. There you go for the Ledgers. John and Chris Ledger and uh, Hannah Edgley to ride. Well played, Mark. Thank you. Enjoy the day. We'll uh, be following your selections closely as always and we'll speak next Saturday morning. Thank you, Mark. Thank you. Good on you, Mark Hunter. There he goes. And uh, that's uh, yeah, that's race eight, number eight for uh, for Andrew Martin. If you're driving up here, I won't have to text it to you. Have you listening? Race eight, number eight there, Munns Bluegrass Bijou. Uh, out wide there. Not so much out wide, but he always gives us something in the provincials.
And just having a look, it's a two dollar seventy chance, Richard. Two dollar seventy and a dollar forty. Uh, Bluegrass Bijou. Uh, it hasn't drawn barrier eight, so you can't align them all with that. Uh, it's actually got barrier six. Ton Curry tomorrow, Muns. We have a country uh, a country championship. Good luck to them up there. I hope the weather's all right and they get plenty of people there. It's, it, I said on form line the other night, it always looks good. Um, very, you know, relaxed and uh, I hope the people, I think it's the 1,200 metre start there over the back there. I hope they set up the table and chairs and everything on the back fence near the barriers, which they normally do uh, when the races are at Tuncurry. But uh, it's the... Uh, Country Championships, the Mid-North Coast Racing Association Country Championships race tomorrow for New Haven Park Country Championships and uh, uh, it'll be a good day out.